This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, enough, enough, enough. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is never, ever lazy in the first half. Well, we hope not anyway. I am Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is... Tally Ho! Why, why do you think it's called Tally Ho? No yeah. idea. Because they play against the Foxes, you see. That's right! You see, you're called Jonathan City. wins tonight's prize, which, which is? is a night out with Dr. Mark. Oh, lovely. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Second uh, prize, two nights out. I wish I'd have one, I should have had one of those hunting horns. Would you have been able to play it? Yeah, I could. I can play my trumpet. Really? really? Somebody has to. Somebody has to. Anyway, getting on with the show, because I suppose we ought to, really. Uh, there is nothing quite like being at home. And a top day uh, was had by all before and after, with quite a few, I have to say, clearly lacking match fitness in the drinking stakes. More of that later. <laughs> uh, now, thanks to the Fimber Arms very much for looking after us so well pre-match. Uh, and as for the match itself, it was definitely a game of two halves, uh, as a determined Leicester side proved hard to break down and were, in fact, a threat on the break. Of course, uh, it very much looked like last year, I felt, at the time. But anyway, uh, thankfully, yes, it did, didn't it? Anyway, anyway, Jose, thankfully, gave them a right old rollicking at half-time, and it clearly woke them up. And, of course, it was pretty much one-way traffic for the rest of the game, thankfully, as we had the Foxes, Foxes on the run, uh, and, of course, Costa and Hazard made sure of the result with a 2-0 win. So there we go. Now, joining me tonight in our slightly new look. New look. You like my Dr. Evil chair? One billion pounds. I quite like that. Got Dr. Evil chair, and we got a sofa. The boys need a sofa. I thought that, that would be quite nice to have a sofa. So I find far, it a so bit good. easy to fall asleep. Well, you, well, I mean, the thing is, the reason I've got a sofa, Jonathan, is yeah. because uh, you normally so fall asleep at the desk. Oh, when you've true. got a desk, it's a bit too obvious that you're falling asleep. Perfect. Whereas I'm kind of hoping that we won't notice. You them won't before. notice exactly. Yeah. But I have on the sh- on the show tonight. I have the lovely, lovely people that are Dr. Mart. Good evening. 
The Return of Pablo. Good evening, Chief. Second only to The Return of Didier Drogba. I quite like this as well because I can now sort of distance myself from your rants. Oh, <laughs> I don't know quite how to take that, but I'll, I'll take it. But as, it is more difficult to headbutt him. And of course, yeah. last by my no, but no means least, we've got the lovely, delightful, the very lovely Jonathan Kidd. Two lovelies, thank you. Mm. Well, you are, oh, yeah. you're very lovely. Uh, and of course, other than this lot here, this lot on the sofas, we've got, in fact, the wonderful people on the benches over there somewhere. Hello, benches. Benches. They're crammed. It's all ticket tonight, isn't it? It's all right. You can say something. <laughs> Dear me. Nice to see them. Now, look, if you lot out there want to be on the benches, you better hurry up because obviously space is limited. Uh, but all you need to do is send us an email to chelseafancast at gmail.com. Uh, it may go on your screen sometime. There we go. Lovely. Uh, if there were very, little, very little, you could have more people in. Well, we could. If they were under, under five foot. We might have to hire a bigger studio just That's to accommodate true. them. But That's anyway, true. right. Now, on the show tonight, getting on with matters in hand, on the show tonight, uh, we're obviously going to be having a look at Ross's ratings in a minute uh, for the Leicester game. And we'll be discussing Lazy Players, a game of two halves, and the return of not Pablo, but Didier Drogba. We've got Fannies, of course, this week for the Leicester game, and we'll be awarding our man of the match, chant of the match, salary, and Guinness moments. You have approximately 25 minutes to get your votes in for the Fannies by going to the website where you can vote. And there you go. Well, that's the email address, but you can vote for the, uh, you can vote for the uh, Fannies at chelseafancast.com forward slash the hyphen Fannies. I have to be very careful how I say that, Jonathan. Don't you I? do, you do. Anyway, if there, there we go. there's an M in there, it'd be rather uh, I'll repeat it for those of hard of thinking. It is chelseafancast.com hyphen, forward slash rather, the hyphen fannies. Blimey, it's hard, it is complicated. Anyway, right, later in the show, we're also going to be having a chat with my old mate and football writer and friend of this very show, the lovely Rob Shepherd, about what he thinks uh, of Chelsea's win. And we'll be picking his brains about possible ins and outs. Because uh, uh, it's the last week of the transfer window, of course. So, I mean, Rob, Rob's got some good tips, as we know. Uh, and of course, we're going to be paying tribute to the lovely, late lamented Lord Dickie Attenborough, uh, who sadly passed away this weekend. So it's a packed show, but there is more because, of course, we have to have the Chelsea chatter stats and a bit of Chelsea news roundup as well. So loads and loads, and there's so much in it, as they used to say about the ITV Times, isn't it? I never knew there was so much in it. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Now, don't forget, you can actually tweet us during the lovely old show at Chelsea Fancast. That's the Twitter address, at Chelsea Fancast. Uh, it might be an idea to put the uh, hashtag Chelsea Fancast as well. And, of course, if you're listening rather than watching, you must be mad because the sound quality is much better if you watch. It's a bit like Test Match Special, but the other way around. Listen to what, what you're watching, and then you know you can put stuff on the Mixler page and all that kind of thing. But Mixler is mixler.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. Blimey, it's all go tonight. Now, I think we should talk about some football, shouldn't we, after all that? I think I'm we should. exhausted. Yeah. I need a lot. Can I tell you what? We'll swap. I'll lie down on the sofa. Well, well, Pablo wanted to sit there anyway. Did he? he likes so, the Dr. Yeah. Evil chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also kind of I feel a bit of a Kenny. Me. If I had the camera a bit wide, you know, a bit wider, I could do a bit of a Kenny Everett moment, you know. <laughs> Cupid stuff. In the best possible <laughs> taste. All done in the best possible you taste. You could wear some very simple frilly taste. knickers, <laughs> couldn't you? I think I might just wear a, wear a dress next week and some frilly knickers, Jonathan. That's the best oh, idea you've ever had. We don't normally do that on Tuesdays. Let's talk some football. We've got Chelsea versus Leicester, and of course, we've got dear old Ross's ratings which he didn't do I did them can we have a look at uh, the ratings please did you do them last week as I well? did I did cheat I do like to cheat there we go Right, here you go. Well, has Ross been retired from that? Can we change it to Chidge's Choices? No, good, Chidge's Choices. Yeah. Chidge's cock-ups would be probably more appropriate. Right, there we go. No, we've got, we've got oh, a jolly old number seven. Round. Number seven for Mr. Courtois. We've got mm. an eight. Um, a huge, stonking eight for the big Serb, otherwise known as Branner Ivanovic. We've got 
A six for Gary Cahill. A six for John Terry. A six for uh, Aspilicueta. We've got a six for Fabregas. A six for Matic. A six for Scherler. An eight for Oscar. That looks like a six. Uh, sorry, it's a six. We're playing right, Pablo. Uh, a Hazard. A Hazard got seven. Costa's got six. And the subs, uh, Ramirez, six. William, seven. Drogba, six. Now, before everybody coats me off, this is very much in the style of Ross Mooring. You know, almost, you know, six is a good mark. Six is not a bad mark. Six is not a bad mark. Six is a good mark. Okay? So there we go. So they've done very well. That's what I'm saying. But what I really want to talk about first is this. They've all done very well. They've all done very well. (laughs) They've got a shot from the side. A side shot. I've got pounds on me. I have to breathe in. in. You warn me when you do that because I have to breathe in. Thanks thanks for letting me know, Jonathan. You can tell tell Jonathan's an actor because he thinks about things like that. I saw my profile. Who is that? Hello. I want to talk about football. Shut up. Right. Branner. Uh, on fire at the moment, I think. I mean, he's getting into scoring he's positions. He's pushing regularly. him forward all the time, though, doesn't he? They seem to play better when he starts going up into the. Well, uh, I mean, like it was quite obvious last year that um, teams were effectively taking a man away from the, their left-hand side because Ivanovic wasn't particularly. But not this year. Anymore. I mean, he, he had shots. He, he, he had headers. He, 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 he had. He had. Martin was when, telling when me he about. He was the was complete right back. It was. But two, it was two years ago as well, after the Euros, when the Serbia didn't play as well. He started that season in absolutely ridiculous form. He got like mm. two in his first two games. He scored at the start of last season as well. He just starts seasons well. He, he could have scored three. I know. Saturday. But he's, <laughs> I not, he's not going down that, the right wing as much. He seems yeah. to be running into the middle much more. That's right, he's right driving wing, in. He wasn't very effective with his crossing. But he's driving in for the right wing. He's actually driving in for, yeah. yeah, much more. I did like him. I, I mean, I love Brenner anyway, but I, I'm really just, I'm just stoked for how, how well he's played in the last yeah, two absolutely. games. You know. yeah, um, and, he, and he got an assist. And I, I think uh, Courtois absolutely, definitely uh, deserves his seven. Game-changing save from, uh, from Ted Nugent. Yep. It is Ted Nugent, isn't it? Catch scratch fever. Yeah. What's the other? And he likes shooting animals, yeah. doesn't he? He's a bit of a hunter. <laughs> Ted Nugent. Catch he scratch shoot, fever. Doesn't shoot foxes. Though. He, in fact, actually, I think that he shoots just as badly as Ted Nugent. Perhaps I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was a great save, game changing, and I think a, a really impressive start to his career. Smart. What do you think? I think very good. Yeah, I think he played very well. And actually, in the difference between this week's um, Ross's ratings. Also, really done, also done by Chidge. Yeah. Uh, and this week's Ross's ratings, which are also done by Chidge, is I actually agree with them all this oh, week, right. and I didn't last week. Okay. The only one I would marginally, marginally question is I'd, I'd give Hazard three and a half because he didn't actually play the first half. Well, he was on the pitch. But well, he didn't I think really actually play. you could say that about a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's fair You're to say the one person. I thought Hazard did all right. He was totally anonymous. Costa scores again, two and two, so he's on course for 38 goals this season, Jonathan. Uh, but I don't think he was at his best. But isn't it lovely to see a striker still finding the net at Chelsea well, when he's like not it, playing his best? I just like his commitment. I just like his, mm. his, there's a strength to him that is so he's, missing in Torres. He's got an intelligence that we've n- never seen in Fernando Torres as well. He kind of like... All the fanboys will be coating you off on Twitter, Pablo. Do what they want. I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) And what he's Um, got is confidence. Well, no, it's it's the ability to know where to go and to come alive into the box and not to shirk responsibility because he hasn't done that at all. And anticipate. He seems to be good at anticipating. He wants the ball is the main thing, which you get Mm. the impression with... Now, before, uh, before we have to go through part two, uh, I want to have a quick chat with the people on the benches. Can we have a look at the people on the benches, please? Uh, what do you think of my wonderful ratings that are actually Ross's, but they're not really? I didn't find myself 100% in agreement with them. 
If you don't agree with them, they're Ross's ratings. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're Ross's ratings, they're not Chich's choices. Why didn't you agree with them? I thought they were a bit harsh. I mean, No, no, no. You see, you've got it all wrong, Teresa. Six is a good mark. In Ross's book, six is a Average. good mark. Seven is a good mark. No, no, six in Ross's in Ross's system, six is a good mark. Trust me. So, so the Ross's the, is Ross's t system, not yours. That's for right. For consistency, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we should move on. I'm not, I don't want to talk to the benches that are going to be so negatory. You're supposed to be supporters, well, not think, misery guts. Excuse me, I think they're being inquisitive. I think they're being, being, inquisitive. Are you? being, yeah, I think they're being downright toady, mate. Oh, well. Unflinching loyalty is all we are. Hey, oh, whatever. Um, I, I think we should probably go to a break in a minute, but I just before we do, I want to say I think that William, uh, a lovely cameo again. I, I think William's the, the only Brazilian who's kind of... It's not on his holidays. Anyway, I can't let you answer that because we do have to go to a break. Are we going to a break, people in the gallery? It'd be really nice to. Let's go to a break. We'll see you in a minute. How about that? place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. Oi, oi, I've been caught, caught on Camden Cap. No, I wasn't doing anything naughty. I, I wasn't. Honestly, I was rearranging my script. Anyway, I am Stanford Chidge. I wasn't really, Jonathan. I am Stanford Chidge. Do not believe what Jonathan Kidd says. I am Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Fancast. These are the lovely lads that I go to the games with and they sit on a sofa for me. Well, I don't go with Jonathan. Never been to a game with no. you in my life. Well, that's because he sits in the posh seats. But we've got Don Tamar, we've got Pablo, and we've got Jonathan Kidd. Lovely. And on the other side of the studio, somewhere in TV land, we've also got the lovely Benches. Well done, Benches. Nice to see you. We love you, Benches. All right, now we're going to talk uh, about the Chelsea versus Leicester game. I'm, I am astonished to know. It's actually quite fun. We've only got one, one game a week. We can do fun things. But um, we touched on a little bit of this when we were talking about the ratings. But I mean, you know, I, I did say in the intro, it's a game of two halves. Uh, and it did remind me very much of uh, last season, Jonathan, when we were playing teams like Leicester. Well, completely and utterly. And I thought that was what he'd bought all the new players for. And, and the midfield was supposed to be working to eradicate that. So yeah. we started off in the manner to which we wanted to be carrying on playing. To the manner ball? Indeed. indeed. Yeah, I mean, Were you ever in the, to the manner ball? No, I wasn't. It's not simple enough just to, to say that new players are going to remedy a team playing 11 men behind the ball constantly, which is what would happen. The only difference this year is we scored. Mm. Well, I, still think, I still think the level of energy you would have hoped would be up because he says he's got the team that he wants now. But there's only a limited amount of things you can do when you've got no space. Yeah, but... If they are still playing in a, in a sluggish manner and they're giving the ball away, is that because the other team is, is, has been set up to prevent them from playing, even yeah. though they're much better players? Yeah, and that's how they're able to do it. I mean, we've seen Chelsea do it in the past as well. Is there something we have to come to terms with? And last but it's a bit, like, I, tell, I tell you what, though, hang on a minute. It's a bit disappointing because, I mean, you know, last week... Or the, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Josie was saying, "Oh, but you know, this year we I know how to you know we know how to break down these defences." I, I don't think actually. I mean, I do think that Leicester were really well organised and, and and played well actually that first mm. half. To be utterly fair, um, but I, I I don't think it was our 
kind of dozy inability to unlock defences like last season. I, I just think they were just off the tempo. They weren't at it enough. And I think that's... And he, he allu- I mean, I've got some lovely quotes here, Pablo. You're going to love this. Can I just read a few? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to do the, the, do the voice, all right? No, I wouldn't want okay. you to. But he says, Jose said, in the first half, the team was lazy, and I did not like that. Uh, but they improved in the second half, and they won, which is the most important thing. I'm agreeing with all of this. At halftime, we had to be a bit emotional with them. So what did he do? Did he do a bit of a Vinnie Jones? Lads, it's been emotional. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe you gave him a bit was of it the hairdryer? Bullet, bullet tooth <laughs> treatment. Did he cry? I don't know, maybe. Uh, anyway, see, I told, them, uh, I told them the way we were playing was not good enough to win the game and that we were at risk. So, you know, uh, it's impossible to play football if you do not win one second ball. It was basic, uh, but important thing. I mean, I, you know, you get the gist of it. And I think, I think there's a really good point there. You know, they weren't at it. They weren't, you know, you know it, at it. That's the best so way that, to describe that it. That was what I thought, thought Chidge. I, I watched the first half. I thought, nobody's actually doing anything wrong. There's just not enough urgency about mm. it. And it was reminiscent of last season, which yeah. is very worrying. And it wasn't as if Leicester deliberately just defended. There was still quite an attacking... No, they were. They were counter-attacking. Yeah. 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 They did it very well. Yeah. Opportune moments Absolutely. rather than actually setting out to, to defend. Attack, and, yeah. and if anything, they had the better chances in the first half. I, I, I thought, you know... The second half. Mm. I thought I thought they I thought they were they were clever Leicester. They were really well organised, but they weren't. They didn't come to part the bus. You see, the difference is between playing a team that's just won the championship and are nearly promoted, and playing a team who's just survived in the Premiership. One is in the habit of winning games, and the other one isn't. It's much more of a threat playing a team that's just come up from the championship yeah. and, and they're they won, used to winning games because winning is a habit. And they won. They won the championship. In, they? they won it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. Got in by the Burnley. back door, didn't they? Or was that somebody else? No, was, that was QPR. Yeah, that was Rangers. That was Zamora. There's those idiots from West London. Uh, there's a bloke on a show after us who's a QPR fan. We should stay behind and heckle him, I think. <laughs> We'll just take his end. He's, he's looking at them, mate. Like we we'll just stay here and say, sorry, Pete, we've taken your end, mate. <laughs> we like the old literally days. could do that over there. <laughs> like. um, anyway, moving on. Um, we mentioned Courtois, Thibaut uh, Courtois, uh, earlier on. Um, and, I mean, his save did actually, I think, change the match. And I think he should get a lot of credit for that, Pablo. This is why I think his seven rating was a little harsh, actually. Given well, I thought that was... Yeah, but in the scheme of things, it was quite in good. The scheme in, of the, in, the, in the scheme of things, sixes. he kept us in the game and he made, it, he made everything a lot... Less of a problem. He than it catches could have been. the ball beautifully because he's such an enormous man. I hadn't realised. And his, his distribution—he's so quick getting it he back gets, out. There was one throw. He—he he, he threw it out. Yeah, it was the hazard. It was it? yeah, and it, it, he threw it about forty-five yards and, and only ten yards in from the touchline. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a oh, used to do that. You, yeah, yeah, I tell you what. I, that's yeah. a, I'm so glad you uh, reminded me of that because I didn't write this down funnily enough, but I did notice that that actually. Uh, his distribution, which, funnily enough, they used to knock when he was at Aleti, actually. But I love that, that throw-out to, I think it must have been Aspie, who then very quickly passed on to Schurler, and, you know, within about three seconds, we were almost in their penalty area. And mm. it all started from that throw he did. That was fantastic, mm. wasn't it? I've got it was so, so quick. It was so quick. It was, was wasn't it? it? And I like that. Um, I, I have to say, um, I still find it a bit weird seeing him in goal and not pay a check, yes. Johnny. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. It's a bit strange, well, isn't it? You know, what's the manager to do? He's got a 22-year-old and a 32-year-old, and they want him to yeah. sign the contract, as he admitted. Yeah. I know what so I he's going to choose him? I know what I would do if I was uh, pay a check, though. Leave. No, I, I, I would go up to him at training and go, Good morning. He is the policeman from LOLO. He is. He is the policeman from LOLO. What effect would that have, Judge? I don't know. Probably, <laughs> do you know what the frightening thing is, Jonathan? Yeah. That series probably stopped being on TV before, you know, he, was before born. he was even born. Yes, yes you're right. 
you know. So it wouldn't work at all, would no, it, it really, really, if you went that um, You'd think he was taking the mickey out of his building and accent. I mean, the bottom line, exactly. The bottom yeah. line is, is that... Uh, and there'd be a fight. There would be. You know, bottom line is that, Czech, uh, that sorry, Courtois has absolutely settled in, I think, really, really well. And that's really, really pleasing to see. Because it's a very important cog in the defensive unit, the goalkeeper. Really? You know, <laughs> rather right? important. Oh, yeah. You see, you don't get that kind of analysis <laughs> on Match of the Day, do you? Not even Alan Shearer or Robbie Savage are that retarded. No. Only, only Chidge can do that kind of thing. You know, he's rather important. The goalkeeper is rather important. Are there any other aspects of the game you could tell us about that I don't uh, know about? Chidge? You need 11 players, otherwise it doesn't go wrong. Got two central defenders. Exactly. No, but in all seriousness, he settled in really quickly, and that's actually good to see because our defence was superb last season, and it was a real unit. And that's the point mm. about the defence; mm. it's a unit, and and he and it doesn't see. You know, it's been seamless, and I'm really pleased about that. He also doesn't flap at high balls when he, he does. I mean, he, he catches need them. To. Um, look, talking about Czech, mm. we so were we were very very briefly. We're going to be talking to Rob. Uh, we're going to be talking to Rob Shepherd uh, very very briefly uh, later on the show about Pat Czech because he's got some very interesting insight on what might be happening with him. Oh, oh yes, no. do stay tuned for that. Uh, now benches, it would be lovely to hear what you have to think. Are you? I mean, you know, are you still a bit weirded out by the fact that we've got Courtois in goal, or are you are you kind of thinking, well, you know, what what has to be has to be. What well, has to be, has to be. It's still very weird not seeing Czech out there, but Courtois, so sure, so confident. That save he made was almost nonchalant, like it was, you know, very easy. Yeah. And that, that was a game-changing save. After that, we kicked on, we won 2-0. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I don't think it's a question of, of, of warming to, to Courtois at all, but it, it is a bit weird. You know what he could do to make us all happier? I don't know. What he could, could we do? wear Peter Czech's headgear. <laughs> He could go in disguise as Peter yeah, Czech. Yeah, then we'd go, oh, it's Peter in I like that. No problem. I like yeah. that. People were bemoaning the fact on Twitter this week that, that Czech, you know, never really had a proper song. I did remind them that there was that uh, one that, you know, this, was it Czech has got his hat on, hip, 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 hooray. Brief, Czech has got yeah, his hat on and he's coming in. To play. Quite rightly, it was very brief, I think. <laughs> was the, we should have seen the repost I got on Twitter, actually. Yeah. Not quite as polite as that, Jonathan, has to be Wasn't said. Wasn't there one, when, uh, that, there was a, what was the game that, that everybody was given, a, given a, a shout? Was it when we won the double? And everybody was given a shout. And somebody said, I remember somebody saying, there's no Peter Czech, so nothing for Peter Czech. There was a quick kind of... Uh, you know, Peter, 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 Czech, Peter, Czech, Peter, Czech, Peter, 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 Czech, Peter, Peter, Czech. See, I like that. So that could catch on yeah, a bit yeah. later. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, talking of new boys, um, we, we, we talked about Costa earlier on, and, 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 I'm, and I'm really feeling a lot of man love for Costa, although I don't think I've quite got the cojones to tell him to his face, because he, he looks... Did you see a photo of him at um, Imperial Wharf after the Yeah, game? the cash point. Um, taken by somebody we know, I think. Rory, it was Rory, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the summer after professional football, aren't they just handed big wedges of money? I'd like to think so. You know, the kind of Doctor Evil sort of. Ah, Costa, here's one (laughs) billion pounds. Don't spend it in the sweet shop. I think we should do the whole of the show in that voice. Zip. Sorry, <laughs> www. I think what I need actually, what I really need next week to fill this space here, there should be a TV. It's a small boy. No, a small mini me. I need oh. a mini me, a mini chidge. Oh, okay. Can you just get a cat instead? Oh yeah, yeah. I can stroke my <laughs> pussy on the telly. That'd yeah, be great, wouldn't it? I'm allergic to cats. Like I had just did a great Benny Hill gag there. No, no, no. We ignored it completely. If uh, Mrs. Slocum, if, if we've got a symbol of the fact you don't want to be a family show, don't want to be on the show anymore, you just bring a cat in. I'll dye my. I'll tell you what. I'll dye my hair blue in honour of Mrs. Slocum, and I'll stroke my pussy. On, yeah, the, on the TV. Perfect. perfect yeah. Okay, can we move on now? How many people will get? Have we got all of the, all the toilet gags out of the way? <laughs> you sure? And I'll all go right. in and go. I'm free. I'm free, Mr. Humphreys. Anyway, look, you've all done very, very well. Anyway, enough. <laughs> You're worse. Enough. Like I know. This. I know. You two are. I know. You just. You know. <laughs> anyway, look. 
Costa, two, yeah. two goals, two goals in two games. I mean, that's just superb, isn't it? He scores on his home debut, scores on his full debut. I don't think he really played that well yesterday, but even when he doesn't play well, um, you know, his movement is intelligent, other than, you know, unlike other strikers. He took the goal really well because it was a deflection onto his chest. Yeah, and he, he did. It down and he did. Bashed it in. Yeah, no, did. Totally you right. can imagine. Torres having a go at that and oh, someone Torres kicking it over the bar. Yeah. He'd have missed it. Yeah, he he would have well, never got a shot in. No, we wouldn't. No, but he'd have, the ball would have <laughs> come over. The and he would have right missed way. it. I don't know. I was watching the Aguero goal the other day in the f- their first game. That was, it was a great mm. goal last night, but the other one where he had the shot and then fell over yeah, and then got up game, yeah. instantly to put it into the corner. What a great goal that was. You think that's the kind of goal Costa could, could, would score. Whereas, it's interesting that all of, the, all of the big strikers in the league really have hit the ground running yeah. at the start of the season. So yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I, but Costa's probably the biggest. Other than Sturridge. And probably it's, the angriest. It's, yeah. No, it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to Branner a bit, actually. Uh, I'm just wondering about Branner, maybe one of the reasons. I mean, I know Pablo said, actually, he always starts seasons like this, which I think is a very fair point. I'm just wondering whether um, you know Felipe Luis's arrival has you know put a rocket yeah. up Branner, and he's maybe thinking, well, you know what, we're probably going to win the title this year. This is going to be a great team. I, I like playing for, for Mourinho. I don't want to lose. I don't want to be losing my place. Yeah, no, it's, a it's a very good point. Which very I was, good point. Which is that, was that as good mm. as the goalkeepers are really quite important? Oh no, it wasn't that okay. good. No. No. Uh, but it's a very good point because I was actually going to mention that when we were talking about Courtois. Because my yeah. fear is, if Czech does leave, which I hope he doesn't, is, is Courtois going to continue to be as good? Because yeah, he'll well, have no pressure on him. People said that about Czech. He'll have the place. Yeah. Well, no, because Kutu, don't forget, Kutu, for the first two or three years, he had Kutu, Kutu, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope Czech stays. And, and, and I just wonder as well, like, if, I mean, if and when, <laughs> at some point, Courtois is going to make a mistake. And I imagine there'll be an immediate and massive mm. clank, like, clamour. clamour for Czech to yeah. come back. He's also going to get injured. He did a couple of times last season, didn't he? Yeah, you want two good goals. I mean, you know, uh, Jose's right. You know, you want to have. I mean, if we have two world-class goalkeepers, it's perfect. You can't ask for more than that. Um, but I'm loving Branner, and I think the other thing I wanted to mention about Branner as well two keepers. is <laughs> see that disproves his what, point. What have I done? He says you need one keeper, but why not? Why not play with two? Yeah. Well, you know my favourite. One can't use his hands. But you know I'm a great fan of the four. You know I'm a. Could they use one hand each? But I've always been a fan of the four-four-four formation. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Which would accommodate two goalkeepers. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just want a final word on Branner. I just think, you know, Branner's becoming a real stalwart at the club, isn't he? I mean, one forgets actually how long Branner's been there for now. He, he really well, is he, one he of the... Didn't, he didn't get anywhere near the That's team. He's been, he's been about a year. Yeah. But he's I mean, one of the like, senior yeah, players. Just, just, yeah, I, mean, I think he's probably third or fourth in line for captain's okay. arm man now. But I mean, Must just... Be. Remember as well, he's had a full pre-season. Most of these players haven't, so maybe he's just naturally at a, big, a higher level now than... Mm. He plays with his heart on his sleeve, doesn't he? Oh, I don't know, late 20s, I would have thought. Yeah. Mm. Uh, benches, it'd be lovely to have a quick, quick implied <laughs> inquiry with you, Benches. Benches, Benches, hands up all of those who like Brana Ivanovic. Can yeah. we see the benches? We love Brana. They're all holding their hands up. Can I see the benches? I'll do it as if it's radio. They're all holding their hands up. The benches' hands are in the air. The ones that we can see. Keep those hands up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. oh Harry's hand down. Oh! oh. 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 I've said it every time that happens, we've got to go, oh! 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 I love that. It's a fun wave. It's a fun wave. I tell you what, I'm loving it. I can hear they're all laughing in the gallery. I'd love to. Is it that funny? Obviously, Anyway, talking of Brazilian, it's a wave. I haven't had one. That was quite a smooth link. That I thought. You see, hear what I said then? 
I thought that was quite a smooth link. Oh, yeah, clever, I would say, yeah, quite smooth. I'll keep saying yeah. it until you yeah, know. Yeah, until I get it, yeah. Um, no, anyway, no, uh, I, I, thought Oscar looked, I thought Oscar looked a little bit better this week. I think, I think he's beginning to up his game. Get, as you said, Pablo, you know, the, it worried me. I wrote the article in, in CFC UK about this. The, the Brazilians worried me. A lot of the guys that were at the World Cup worried me because psychological damage, played a lot, you know, not a lot mm. of pre-season. There, there, were, there were some really impressive flashes from Oscar the other day. Like really? Yeah. Well, like Clive Walker. We can't Something possibly like say things like that. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Just, allegedly. But isn't, allegedly. Isn't he playing him out of position, though? In this, it, it, he's not playing a, a central midfield role. He's, trying to, he's playing him on the left a lot more, Oscar, isn't he? Not really. I mean, well, ha- has, ask has yourself, been allowed a freer role, but fundamentally Oscar's in the middle. But you've got to ask yourself, you know, if he's supposed to be the number 10, why is he wearing number 8? Uh, because Drogba wanted number 11. Hazard is number 10. Hazard has to have number 10. Hazard actually had number 10 last year. But he's year. a wide player, isn't he? No, it doesn't he matter. Hazard wanted number 10. And he got number 10. Otherwise, Hazard goes Crash to Monaco. Is not Oscar, had, Oscar had 11. And then Drogba came back. No, Drogba had 15. Oi! Oi! Jog on, Oscar. Drogba had 15 originally. Well, don't ask. No, I don't. Who cares? <laughs> Let the fanboys <laughs> deal with that rubbish. Why but anyway, Oscar anyway, find himself out on the left-hand side a lot? No, I thought Oscar's in the middle. Because Hazard goes in the middle. And, and they, they, they interchange. They yeah. I That's thought right. Oscar's hair looked really good Productive when he's out on the left-hand side. Um, right. Uh, we, uh, we he, have, it's really sharp, the haircut. Ramirez is making his first little bit of appearance in the game. It's nice to see his touch. He had a shot. as absent as ever. He did. He went miles over the bar. It was like he was trying to replicate the semi-final goal. Do you know what? This is the tell you what. This is kind of like always a. A, a really bad thing I think that happens uh, when I'm at Chelsea but if I start laughing at a player you know that their time could well be up and I have to say I did laugh a bit at Ramirez when he did a few boo-boos and I've done and I, that you know until he's put the scoreboard like didn't, yeah. did. didn't Mourinho bring him on after the second goal to try and shut the shop no, I think he did it to give Leicester a chance, possibly. Well, no, no, I mean, no, but he, what I'm he, thinking he, is he brought yeah. him on to, to, try and, to try and, you know, just fill up the midfield. Yeah. And then he started making all these runs. I would be shocked if he didn't start against Everton. So I think we'll probably go with a deeper three. I think Ramirez are coming for Oscar yeah. against Everton, so he needs game time. Yeah, I think he does, but I'd rather, not, I'd rather not have that happen against Everton, who will be a tough proposition, I think. Which is why he'll play instead of Oscar, because at least he tries to kick people, or successfully mm. kicks okay. people. Okay. Well, well, I thought he actually looked very sharp when he came Look, off. finally, 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 because we've only got a couple of minutes left, um, we've got to talk about Drogba. Um, wonderful reception for him, wasn't it, oh, Jonathan? Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Really lovely to see. But, but deserved, deservedly so, one yeah. of the great Chelsea players. I know, um, real heroes welcome. And I thought actually he did a couple of really nice touches as well. Did. You know, I love it, you know, <laughs> I've, kind of, I've kind of rumbled why Drogba's come back. Right. He wants the adulation. Yeah, he's on a farewell tour. Yeah. You know, it's like the Rolling Stones last ever, or the Who this year. They lost. Drogba's basically phoned up Mourinho and said, look, I know I'm past it. And, I, and I, know, I know you're struggling a bit for strikers and stuff, but wouldn't it be funny if... I came back, you know, which makes you look great because you, you know, because everybody loves me, and it gives me a chance to say bye bye to all of the Chelsea supporters all, all season. He says, "I'm not going to run around much. I'll just hold the yeah. ball, flick it off to someone else yeah. running on." Yeah. Yeah. Have a couple of volleys. His, his, his you know. wife and kids stayed here in the first place, so anyway, his yeah. kids are still yeah. in school here, so I mean, it's a sensible thing. You're just such a karma killer, Pablo. Yeah. I had a lovely theory. I don't know why he ever left. I would have thought the perfect thing after he scored that goal. People said, no, it's great, it's for his career, he scored the penalty and he left. I thought, well, surely that's an opportunity to carry on. Well, it can't get any 
better than look. Very funny. Give up when you're on top. Wait a break. Come back. And then you come back to a steady ovation. Order, order, order. A break is imminent. Leave them begging for more. You know that. Shut up. Shut up. I've got to go to a break. Later on, we're going to be picking up with Rob Shepherd as to why Torres might be going. Anyway, we've got to go. We'll see you in a minute. Who are we going to replace him with? Back in a sec. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. We love you, Chidge. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. There's a bit of applause. Anyway, I am Stamford Chidge, amazingly enough, and this is the Chelsea Football Fancast, and I'm kind of loving my Dr. Evil chair. Uh, anyway, uh, this is probably my you know, favourite part of the show, really. I do like a bit of uh, fannies, uh, in, a, in the best possible taste, of course. Maybe I should cross my legs for that. But, uh, but anyway, uh, what they mean in, uh, in common English is they are our Man of the Match Award, our Chant of the Match Award, our Guinness moment for wonderful uh, flair, skill, creative techers on a football field. I, I like to describe it as something that is sexual, uh, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, and then there's our <laughs> celery moment, uh, which is for something of utter stupidity, nonsense, silliness on or off the football field, or something resembling uh, proper chels from days gone by. So there we go. Now. We're opening up our bids. Uh, we've already got these on the website, of course. So, you know, for those of you who don't realise it, uh, I put the nominations up on the website a day or two uh, before the show and you get to vote on them. And it's your votes. It is you, you, the Chelsea Football Fancast audience, who get to select it. And quite frankly, it's probably the worst decision I've ever made. And I think we should return to a chidocracy as soon as possible. I think you should just be on your own, actually. I think it'd be great. Yeah, he we could, should he could do it. Could do a monologue. Yeah, you like Stanley Holloway monologue. But you know, we could just be cardboard cutouts. Like you mean just, you're not? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know. I'm a bit on the woody side. Shh, tear him yeah. up. I'll hit him. Yeah. Uh, right, man of the match, gentlemen. Um, our nominations uh, this week were Courtois, uh, which I think is very well deserved because I think you know he he, he match match changing say generally played well. Uh, settling in well. Hazard, who, although, you know, first half, like a lot of them, was a bit dozy. Shut up. Man of the half match. But I think, I think, I think he played well second half. I do. I think he played well second half. Oh, no question. Capped it off with a winning goal that kind of quietened us all down a bit. Um, and then Ivanovic, who I was just going absolutely loopy over brilliant. in part one because I thought he was brilliant. You know, brilliant several chances and assist, you know, solid at the back as well. Great header. Is he? That pro bono he did, Will. More of that later. Um, so there we go. So those are our nominations. Apart from I've forgotten to do one crucial thing, which is to actually check the results. So, um, <laughs> Should we talk while you're doing this? No, I can't go. No. I can't talk leave. amongst yourselves. <laughs> there is one thing I can do because I can actually see them on my, on my, on a, my phone. A pro bono. I thought you called it a, rather than a no. robo. Well, okay. I mean, this is a salary moment, and it's, right? it's got a nomination. And I, but I will, I will tell you uh, in a minute what it is. But basically, you know that Eden Hazard does the Rabona, a Rabona, yeah. where, where they, they boot yeah. it with the yeah. outside. Of the, yeah. Well, Branner did one that was absolutely brilliant, and uh, I think in honour of the fact that it was 
done by Ivanovic, we should call it a Brabona. Can I be a clever? Can you be a miserable old swine? Yeah, of course you can. I just want to question whether or not you like because a Rabona is where you go like that. You hid it behind your other leg. Yeah, but that's what Branner did. He just did it with the outside of his. Well, okay, that's why it's a Brabona and not a Rabona, smarty pants. It's just a flick, actually. Anyway, look, what I want to know, what I want to know. What I want to know is who you voted for. It's that simple. Ivanovic. It, it's a breath lick, then. <laughs> <laughs> you voted for Branner? Yeah. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I've, I didn't vote at all because I, I, I was busy, but I, I would, I would have voted for Branner, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah although he was absolutely outstanding for the whole match. He was brilliant. I would vote for Branner. Defending and attacking, he was the complete right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it on my phone. What do you really think, annoying. Benches? Anyone? No, I'd be very interested to see yeah. what they voted for. I actually, luckily, luckily enough, I know what the results are. Actually, you better, liar. I could just cheat. <laughs> You're making this up, You know I just said we should return to the Chijocracy. We should, we should. We, we're going to have to for yeah. this. This is just, I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't mean, have planned this better. Could some I? people think there's a script for this programme, you know. Oh. I love it. What a genius. I hadn't even took it out. Great, well, I voted for Branner. You voted for... Branner. You voted for... Uh, it's unanimous. It's, a, it's an Ivanovic full house. So what about the benches? But benches, what did you vote for, benches? Branner. Branner, full house. Do you know the percentage? 100. 100%. No. <laughs> no, I don't, Jonathan, because I forgot to look before yeah, no, we but went, Couldn't no. you make one up as I was giving the opportunity? Oh, I'd say at least 97%. Okay. I tell you what, people, um, in, in, in view of my utter stupidity and forgetting to look, uh, of what the results really, really were. I mean, what you could do, somebody out there who's actually watching Someone the show tweet live, it in. Could, could actually go to the website now and tweet in what the results really were and let's see if my memory is as good as all of that. But, You're saying 90%. Right? But I'm, I'm also saying that Branner, has, Branner is our man of the match this week. So how about that? Right. Now, uh, chance of the match. <coughs> we, wasn't it lovely to be back home? I just... I just well, you weren't Well, there, it would have been if I'd been there. I, I really enjoyed it this week. I, I, yeah, I, I love the first match of the season. Yeah, fabulous. It's just great, great fun. Um, just, I was scattering my, my, my mother's ashes. Uh, I'm sorry uh, rather more important. But I actually managed to watch it on, uh, on Monday. Have, you could have scattered them on the pitch. Yes, I actually w- watched it on Monday on, on, on a... On a very dodgy hooky website called um, Football or Gin, which was a which was a, a which was a choice I wasn't really happy to make. To be honest, J I N, Gin, it was Gin, Mickey Gin. Remember him? But anyway, I watched it, but I couldn't really hear very much, so I'm going to abstain on chant of the match. Okay, right, chant of the match to Jonathan and Pablo. My nominations are: I think that if you're going to play Leicester, doesn't matter where you play Leicester. But if you're going to play Leicester, you have got to sing Over Land and Sea. We all follow the Chelsea over land and sea. And Leicester! Exactly. So you've got to have that. So this is a bit tricky to read out on television, the next one. Uh, But it's great when um, you get these kind of sides coming up from the championship with all of their horrible, horrible, horrible championship songs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, shut up. Anyway, we, you, we get... Was that one? Oh, I don't know. It's just like they're all full of it, aren't they? The two, whoa, whoa, yeah, 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 like yeah, Palace do, yes, you true, know. True, true. Uh, anyway, so we say, um, who the hell are you? Don't we, quite often. And then we're... Well, then I personally don't. Followed by, people do. yeah. followed by yeah, here for the Chelsea. Yeah, so that gets a nomination, quite rightly. And then the... Uh, see, I really quite enjoyed this. One of the loudest songs of the, of, of the whole match for us was the Gerard song. So, oh, yeah. Steve Gerard, Gerard. Gerard. Oh, he slipped on his... Oh, oh, 
can't even say that actually, slipped on his rear end uh, and gave it to Denver, Bar, Steve, Gerard, Gerard. That, that, that was good. I like very much stand up for Jose Mourinho yeah. instead of stand, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, st- instead of stand up for you hate Tottenham. Yes. Which, they, which they were singing in stand the, up um, for in the uh, Matthew Harding, which I thought was excellent. I'm happy to stand up for that mm. rather than stand up the eight dot. Mm. I don't enjoy that. Yeah, but you I see, the thing is, Jonathan, one, yeah, the one is, stand up the eight dot. I, I agree with your sentiments a yeah. lot, yeah. but you, it has to be pointed out that one of the only reasons why we do songs that say stand up for this, that, or the other is to stand up to, to annoy the stewards who are trying to get to sit that. down. I so I don't think. I mean, <laughs> Martin and I particularly can't stand the stand up. If you ain't Tottenham. Well, particularly, can particularly we not, when we're not yeah. playing. Exactly. I don't can, hate can we sing about week. something that is yeah. about to do with the wits? Therefore, mm. singing about standing up for Jose Mourinho appeals to me. Which yeah. is exactly yeah. why we shouldn't vote for any more Gerard songs ever. And there's quite a few teams that hate more than Tottenham anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so there we go. Benches, benches, benches. Benches give us a song. What do the benches have to say about Chart of the Match this week? And Leicester. And Leicester has to be. And Leicester. And Leicester. I'm really glad you said that, you know. I'm really glad you said that because actually I voted for uh, uh, you know Overland and Sea as my choice this week. Uh, what, what, what about Overland what about and Sea? I'd be happy with that. Yeah. 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 Fine. Yeah. 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 In fact, well, I mentioned that before the game started. I said perfect song to sing. All right. Well, there we go. I mean, we, we've all voted for Overland and Sea. I do happen to know though. The last time I looked at the website, uh, I think uh, the Steve Gerrard song was winning it by a short slip. Sorry, uh, neck. Uh, it was close. But do you think that since you looked at the website, the votes could have gone the other way? I think since it is now officially for one night only. And we again, could have won it. One night only at Chidocracy, I think that Overland and Sea wins it. Yay! Lovely, jubbly, jubbly. Unless a tweet comes in and tells us otherwise. Now, I'm going to give, uh, in a minute, I, I, I'm going to give the gallery a warning about something, but before that, I'm going to carry on with the Guinness moment. Now, Martin and I had a, Guinness. Now, Martin, Martin and I had a chat before Greens. the show, uh, and... Uh, we were saying there, was a, there were huge amounts of potential there Guinness were. moments this week. Which is why I'm going to do my usual and vote for one that's not yeah, on the well, list. I'll just ignore I, I, you. In my like own style, you know, as I often do. Um, do you know, one, the one bad it. thing about, about doing this in a TV studio now is that I can no longer pull the microphone cable out from the socket no, into no, which no, you're speaking. No, that was speaking. the problem. I just used another mic. I used to, have, they used to be able to mute you. <laughs> I used to be able to mute you and just shut you off. I can't do it anymore. Jeez, you're talking to a man who did nearly a whole show without his mic switched on once. Yeah, <laughs> best show we've ever done. So <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the, the nominations, and I, I mean, you know, I've already had some Twitter wars with, with, with Dave Abigail, who was saying, why, why, why haven't you nominated Check Save? And my response to, to CFC Science was... Check, check Save? Playing. Sorry, Courtois' Save was... It just wasn't sexual enough. So he's back okay. to two goalkeepers again. I'm not going to warn you again. <laughs> shut, shut up talking. <laughs> he gave me a stiffy. Yeah. Well, he gave me a semi. Was that Viagra? Okay. All right. It just wasn't sexual enough. Now, what were sexual enough were these three. Uh, William uh, did this brilliant turn, left the defender for dead in one move, and then pelted up towards the goal, and then unleashed a really good shot, which annoyingly uh, Schmeichel saved. But it was a, I loved that. That really was quite sexual for me. It was. Um, something that was very more sexual, in fact, uh, was Fabregas in the penalty box. Again, like William did, absolutely turned his man beautifully, and followed up with this beautiful little dinking. He tried to chip mm. Schmeichel, mm. very nearly did isn't it. Isn't it more sesquial? Because he, he isn't even. No. He's, he's not Czech. Are you in a way, boys, or something? <laughs> you know, do you, are you a, latte, a secret latte drinker? <laughs> no. I thought he was Frances- 
is it Francesco? Francesco? Yes. yes, it's, it's Francesco. Fran so it's it's Chesk. is Chesk. But it's not, we don't do the whole chess school thing because that's what the Arsenal fans used to do. Oh, did they? I'm so yes. sorry. That's why you sing Latte Boy. Oh, you that. Arsenal in disguise. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so Fabricus's turn and chip was brilliant. Anything to do with the Gooners, ever. Uh, Drogba, Drogba, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's flooding back. Drogba did this brilliant uh, outside of his right foot mm. pass. Again, almost first touch. 30 yards to sadly Ramirez. But it was the thought that counts. Again, it was he a very sexual wonderful um, controlling the ball on his thigh, didn't he, before volleying, unfortunately, wide. Now, oh, hit, Oscar's shot that hit the post. Yeah, and, yeah, and Oscar did a turn again. He's, I mean, a lot of turning their man and, and leaving them on their rear end, which I quite enjoyed. Which I don't think we said once last season, so after all this moaning in the... Well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, there genuinely were maybe 10... Half. There were 10, you know, arguably 10... You know, and, potential and, Guinness moments. And then there was what have been, would have been my choice as Guinness moment, and that, and that was Branner driving in from the from the right wing, um, doing a striker's turn, beating two defenders, leaving him for dead, and then pushing the ball through for uh, Costa to score. Well, there you go. Now, uh, ben, benches. What do you think about that? Those are our nominations. What say you? I'm actually I'm actually with Dr. Martin there. Oh, thank you, Teresa. Teresa, we can remove you from the studio. Oh. It, it, it is possible. <laughs> I can call security and just have you taken out. <laughs> no, we're just blame your scriptwriter, Chid. But he's turn he's turning into Cafu, isn't he? <laughs> well, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> he's turning into Snafu, you mean? No. Snafu Situation would be more normal. appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, any anybody on the benches other than Teresa? What would you have to say about um, the uh, Guinness moment? <laughs> I think I'll go for this is discrimination. Yeah, I think William. William. Nice bit of skill. Yeah. Gaffer. William, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gives my vote just for being the only one he can remember. I mean, what, what do you reckon, boys, before we, we put a lid on it? Courtois save. You, well, yeah, it's not in there. Uh, Jonathan? I like Courtois save as well. Okay. I mean, I will do this show on my own. <laughs> just see if I don't. We know you're going to win anyway, Chief. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, I generally actually can't remember what they voted for on this one. I don't think I bothered to look at that Looks one. Looks like you get to decide then, doesn't it? That's right. Um, in which case... It'll be William. It'll be William's... Yeah, that was the most sexual thing that happened to me oh, in the game. You said that, you said that earlier. It got other than sitting next to Joe Tweed in the second half. No lesser man than Joe Tweed. So there we go. Um, I think uh, we're going to give that to William and then we'll rue it when we see what the results were on the website. Now, finally, 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 uh, I do love a bit of a salary moment. Uh, and for me, there were three standouts this week. I think, you know, the return of Drogba has to be, you know... That's it for me. That's lovely, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I just thought the response he got, it was, it was quite emotional. Even, even Uncle Ryman was up there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was, he was, he was with, his, with his armpits. Yeah, with his, yeah. yeah. <laughs> epic fail. See, look, look at me. A quick close up. I'm not suffering from, uh, you know, look, look. Those armpits completely clean. Are look you sure? That. Yeah, they, they pong a bit, but they're, not, they're not smelling. Sure, you see, yeah. Oh, oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, so, um, poor old Roman was suffering a bit. Poor, I mean, poor, I, I don't blame him actually because it, 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 it can get it can get a bit sweaty, you know, depending on who. You, I actually had to move because the people I was sandwiched in between were, were far too sweaty, which is why I went and sat next to Joe Tweed. But anyway, uh, a spare seat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, return of Drogba definitely gets a nomination. Uh, Ivanovic doing a Brabona. Um, for two reasons, because the flick. It, it's just so incong it's just so incongruent seeing Branner like doing hazard type flicks. What the hell is going on? And then I came up with Brabona, which I just think was very funny. Very and funny. Joe Tweeds also thought it was very funny. I'm it not just funny. like sitting here saying, you know, I'm, I'm laughing internally. Now, last but no means least, we've got a picture of this gallery. There's your warning. You see, we've got a picture of this. It's the Finbra Arms. Way! <laughs> applause for the gallery. 
Right, now... I follow them on Twitter. One of, one of the lovely things about... Uh, well, have, have another look at the picture again, actually. Can I have another look at the picture? Please. Pretty please. There we go. Keep it on there for a while. But one of the things I love most about the first home match of the season is that we basically go a bit posse in the pubs before and afters because we haven't been able to see our mates for a long, 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 long time. Now, we were in the, we were in the Fimbra. There you are. That's, the, that's a great kind of before and after shot. That's pre-match, post-match. I think it's post-match anyway, but there's Seb having a chat with his stalker um, <laughs> in the Fimbra on the left. And I think that might be Ben, who has clearly fallen asleep after the game. There we go. Enough of the picture, guys, I think. Are you eat, drinking there now because the other pub is closed? Is, is the refurbishment? Um, yeah, it's because it's better. No, it's, it's better. better. It's a brilliant They've got a really good selection of beers. Superb Fimbra, selection of beers. I haven't been in the Fimbra for about 30 years. It's absolutely brilliant. And we're really loving it, aren't we, Pablo? And they really look after us. The, 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 mm. the landlord came up to me. I was at the bar getting a, getting a drink. And this bloke in a beard comes up to me and says, Jeff, Hello, Jeff. mate. Yeah, Jeff. He says, you're, you're, you're Stanford Chidge, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And I said, how do you know that? He said, oh, you're always like, you know, tweeting us and stuff. I said, well, I love the pub, mate. It's brilliant, you know. So there we go. So it was just great to see everybody before the game. And it was, it was also very good. I was in the hand and flower afters and the usual, the usual suspects were in there. I mean, it was just I said, brilliant to see all the people that I saw on Saturday. Um, I mean, too many to... I mean, if I had to mention everybody, we'd be here for half an hour, but you know who you are. It was great to catch up with you. But as I said, it was quite funny as well. I think a lot of people are, you know, they're not, they're not quite match fit when it comes to, <laughs> to match day drinking. There were an awful lot of casualties around after the match for people who couldn't quite grasp the fact that, uh-oh, football's back, and you do drink 17 pints at a football match, you know, or whatever they were drinking. I have uh, a couple of coffees. Fizzy water and a coffee. Yes, I know. You have a sparkling, sparkling, sparkling. Uh, elderflower cooler. Sparkling coffee. <laughs> and your manservant brings it to you, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, and he hands me a flat cap. Does he? And what, a paper. What's the name of your manservant in the East End? Sopwith. Sopwith? Yes. <laughs> is, he, is he a camel? No. <laughs> okay. I can just imagine your father playing that role, actually. <laughs> he would. Yeah, actually. He would. He would. He very like that. He says, very Hello, like that. Mr. Kidd. Would you like to watch the match? I say, no, thank you. I'm still reading my paper. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. So those are the three nominations. Um, benches, benches, benches. What do you think of those? Which one are you going to go for? Has to. No. Jog, jog, jogba. Yeah, Jogba for me as well. Has to be. Yeah. You, you're fairly unanimous about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, it's a great moment. A hero returns. First domestic since Munich, and it was just you know great atmosphere, lifted the crowd. So, okay. welcome back, Didier. But Gaff, Gaffer was definitely in the Fimbra arms and the Hand of Flower afters. I'm surprised he's not voted for that. Well, you're not my friend anymore. Sorry, you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. So they want the return of Drogba. What about you, Lot? Yeah, return of Drogba. Yeah. I said that first time. The return. I love the return of Drogba. I'm not going to say the return because. I saw him at Burnley and I got all my singing up. Oh, yeah. that was away. It was away, yes. Yeah. But, nah, it but wasn't really I'd, like I'd like to add a caveat to this, go on. which is that I still don't understand why he's back at the club. Mm. I don't know what he's going to contribute. We, we, we went through that. He's on a farewell I know, but tour, once again, Jonathan. I know, but still. Weren't you listening? I was, but on a more serious got, aspect. We've got 20 seconds. Got to go. On the more serious Shush, aspect. Enough. Sorry. You know, I just, Shut up. You know, yeah. Shut, sh but, zip. Yeah. Zip. Okay. Dump, dump, okay, dump, right. Zip. Yeah. Mm, right. Drogba. Return yeah. of Drogba wins this week's salary moment. Of course it does. I think you all voted for that as well. Uh, well done. Yes, indeed. Right. Now. Now you lot out there. Okay, now after the break, after the break, we are going to be talking to my old friend Rob Shepherd, who I love to pieces. Now, Rob, Rob is a football writer extraordinaire, as we know. He also uh, 
uh, rights at the moment for the Mail Online. Don't hold that against him. But the thing about Rob, as we know, is that he's quite fond of knowing what's going on in the transfer world. And I thought it'd be quite good to get him on the show so we can talk about that. Because uh, last year, uh, I think Rob was on our first show in this TV studio, and he said that Wan Matter would go. And we laughed in his face. Yeah. And what happened three months later? Yeah. So there we go. So we're going to have Rob on the show in a few minutes, if I can get him on, on the old dog and bone. Until then, have a little break, and we'll see you in a minute. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Oh, yes! Footballfancast.com Clap, 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 everybody! Come on! I'm not doing this for my health, you know. You couldn't hear anything, Chidge. I know, it's my fault. I forgot to cue you all in. But there you go. Now, this is uh, our lovely and beautifully formed part four. I am Stanford Chidge. And this, of course, is the Chelsea Football Fancast. Now, before the break, you will remember me saying that uh, we've got my dear old friend Rob Shepherd on the telephone. The old dog and bone, as he might say. Now, those of you who were watching last year might recall that we had Rob actually physically with us on the show and he was talking about Juan Mata going to Man United, and we were laughing in his face, like the fool that we presumed him to be. I guffawed. Like a fraud. But, of course, what happened was uh, Juan Mata duly went off to Man United, thus proving that Rob Shepard actually does know what he's talking about. And, annoyingly, I bet him that if uh, Juan Mata went to Man United, I would buy him lunch in a very expensive but very nice Italian restaurant called La Familia. Now, people out there in TV land will be delighted to know I have not... Uh, actually done this yet. I have not taken him out to lunch. But Rob, I promise that I will. Now, do we have do we have young Robert on the phone? No, not yet. Okay, well, we'll just talk amongst ourselves for a bit. First, what we do. That was the first televised <coughs> podcast. It was the it first was that televised. I phoned in from Tel Aviv. It, it, was, it was the first televised yeah. podcast. It was. We really do need to get Rob on the phone because this is going to be a very dull part of me talking. I can- Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. 
I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I mean, one of you could pretend to be Rob, and I could ask you the questions. No, you pretend to be Rob. We'll so ask I, you I, the I don't know if I can. I'm asking the question. I'm asking the question. Ask the question. <laughs> is, it, is, it Rob, is Rob very like that? He's a bit like that, Rob. No, no you know Rob. You know, you've met I, Rob. I can't remember. I've met Rob. He's a bit like that, isn't he? You've met Rob. Oh, is he a bit like that? Like, what was the one we had on who was like that? <laughs> Uh, what I will tell you, though, I mean, in all seriousness, because we do have an audience here, amazingly. Well, we did until about a minute ago, I expect. But anyway, <laughs> uh, presuming that we still have an audience, um, you know, what I wanted to talk to Rob about particularly is uh, the fact that uh, in his article in the Mail Online, he wrote this fantastic thing called uh, The Football Grapevine, which is on uh, Mail on Sunday. And <coughs> Rob believes that... Oh, oh, hang on. Uh, 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 remarkable, remarkable. 1-0. Uh, do we have Rob on the phone? We do indeed, we, we do indeed, we do indeed. Roster, Roster, Roster. He's like that. He's like <laughs> that. Hey, we're loving it. He's like that. That's the way he's We do indeed. We do indeed. Brilliant. Enough, you lot. Rob, it's great to have you on the dog and bone. Sorry it took a while to sort it out. How are no, you, my no, friend? It, I'm OK. It seems like you've got Fernando Torres on the switchboard there. Um, <laughs> if, if only he was paid as much as Fernando Torres is paid, Rob. Indeed, indeed. Uh, maybe that's what we might talk about. Can I just remind you that I think it was this time last year when I was on your wonderful show and I did tell people that um, one matter would not fit in to Marino's uh, game plan. I was absolutely berated, coated, and any other word you'd like to use. Um, and it wasn't a, a, a question about his ability, but Marino not wanted him in the team. And, of course, you might remember that he was sold to Manchester United in January. Anyway, let's move on. Throw them at me. And... I'm amazed, I'm amazed, Rob, that you, uh, you, you kind of missed one very, very important bit, uh, which is that I also bet you that uh, if that happened, I would buy you lunch in La Familia. Which... Which I'm still looking forward to, kids. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> One of my favourite restaurants that I have to tell people, I have been to in a, a few years ago with Ken Bates, your former chairman, um, on several occasions. Did he pay? Oh. Um, no. <laughs> the press always pay. So there we go. I promise I will honour. I will honour that debt, Rob. I promise you faithfully. I, I look forward to it. So I'll just. I'll keep the Chianti consumption. To a minimum. <laughs> I like a bit of Chianti. Anyway, especially with a good friend. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, I want to talk to you, first of all, about what you think of Chelsea's start of the season so far. Brilliant. I mean, Chelsea, believe it or not, I believe they'll win the league this season. Um, it, I, I, nothing that's happened since the first two games dissuade me. Um, I think the potential player of the year is Cesc Fabregas. I think... It, 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 uh, I do think Manchester City is strong. I think it's going to be a, eventually a two, two-way two battle between Chelsea and Manchester City. Um, I think um, Arsenal will be third and it will be a, a shootout between Manchester United and Liverpool for fourth. But Chelsea looks strong. My only concern for Chelsea, it's hardly a concern, is it? But do they have the extra striker if, if the Costa gets in? I mean, he's a great buy. And um, but it, do they have the extra guy on the bench to come off? 
particularly if he's injured. I mean, obviously Jogba came on, but I, I, I don't know who you... If, if Torres stays, then I think you've got enough on the bench. But if, if he goes, I'm, I'm just not sure you have. That, that's my only concern. And what? you must remember, you had 10 years of Frank Lampard scoring goals yeah. to, to alleviate... Um, you know, the pressure on the sort of striker, you haven't got that. You know, that's gone now. And I don't think anybody will ever replicate what Frank did. It's really interesting. I mean, you, you bring up Torres there, and, and that's a very good point. I mean, it's interesting what you say, though. You, you think that we'll be OK if Torres stays. Uh, I know I know many Chelsea supporters who would disagree with you. And I think, his, 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 you know, he's been conspicuous by his absence so far, Rob. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's a... I mean, he's a... Listen, if it, he's a top-notch player to have on a subs bench, isn't he? I mean, I'm not saying he's the Torres of the, you know, the days of Liverpool. And there, well, there, there's an interesting debate for another day why that is. But um, yeah, I just you haven't got a young striker coming through. I, I just, you know, I don't. If, if you got rid of Torres, you have to buy another striker. You have to have another striker as an option because if Costa got injured or suspended or whatever, you're just short. Yeah. Other than that, the team looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, the goalkeeper, as I wrote in my Mail Online football column and also on Bobby FC, you know, that was always going to happen. Courtois coming back. I think Chech will go. But there's a defining moment, I think, in the game against Leicester on um, Saturday, wasn't it? And um, tough, tough game. They really played, I thought, well... um, Leicester that was and had a breakaway nil-nil I think it was Nugent goes through one-on-one and Coulthard makes that sort of you know you know gunslinger save doesn't he yeah brilliant save and that if there was any doubt in Chelsea fans minds that Marino's made the right decision that that was it that was a defining moment and then he, he comes out and he commands the box and I think Chech had just lost that ability to command the box as much as it. I mean, he's a great. He's twenty-two. I mean, he, he's 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 probably one. He could be one of the best goalkeepers ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, well, I mean and, and I think that we're all we're all we're all reluctantly beginning to to accept that decision now. I mean, I was reading the grapevine yesterday, and, and I and I got a word with you the other week, and I mean, you've got quite interesting insight on on how Czech feels. I mean, I think Mourinho would like him to stay if possible. I think a lot of us. Would like him to stay up if possible, but I think we all accept that he's more than earned the right to, to have a move away if he needs to. But you've got some juice on that, yeah? Yeah, I have. I mean, I think he's particularly annoyed that Marino hasn't even sort of gone and sat down with him and said, "Look, this is what it is," you know, and this is what I'm doing. You know, um, I, he feels peeved if, if that's the uh, um, polite expression of, of saying it, um, and you know. He, he, he's not. A, I mean, he, in goalkeeping currency, he's actually not an old man, is he? He's prime. No, he's what thirty-two, thirty-three. He's prime. Yeah, I mean, you know, so he. he but look, I know the, the decision was made. What do we do? We can't. Courtois said, "You know, oh, I want the extra money, and this is a fundamental thing, and I want to be number one. Otherwise, sell me or." I'm not coming back, you know. And, and what do you do? You don't. I think one of the Marino's strengths is he makes a strong decision about a big issue and moves on. A lot of a lot of managers make 
bad decisions, particularly about goalkeepers. And I'll, I'll give you two examples, and they're both international examples with England. In 1990, Peter Shilton was just a year too far, right? And it cost England in the game in the semi-final against West Germany. And in 2002, David Seaman was a year too far. Mm. And, you know, when you're at this highest level, it, it's, it's those percentages that, that, that change it. So going back to that save against Nugent, I'm not sure Czech would have saved that mm. anymore. And I, so that's the difference. And, and, and Brian Clough, who I, I think, you know, I've always called Marino the continental Clough. You know, he bought, he bought Peter Shilton and he said he will make us 18 points a season. And that's, that was in the days of two points for a win. And I think the difference... Can, I think there, was, there were certain games last year. If you look back... Sorry about that. That's uh, my cab just coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Put your head down, Rob. Um, yeah, get the screen as well. Um, um, you've got... Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, officer, sorry, officer. No, sorry. Yeah, it's a very, very, very big call. The goalkeeper is fundamental. So, a couple of games last season, I saw there was indecision in the back four um, because he didn't come for a couple of crosses and goals were conceded. I, I think there was a game. There's a couple of goals. I can't actually cite them absolutely, but you know, you experts there of Chelsea's. Season will remember a couple of goals that were conceded. Yeah. And it was down to indecision because he wasn't coming off the yeah. line. I think that's a fair point, Rob. I mean, I mean, where do you think? I mean, it, it sounds like he's going to go. I mean, is, is he going to go before the end of this window, or will it be in January? And, and if so, who to? Well, I think, I think it will be in this window because he's not going to want to sit sit around. Um, he's going to want to play. And who too? I've, well, PSG have been mentioned. Well, in fact, I've mentioned them. Um, they want a goalkeeper, so they were after Loris from Tottenham. He used them to get a new deal. There's a, there's a couple of clubs in Spain. You know, in the, in, in the whole sort of roller coaster of it, I don't know. I mean, some. I mean, this will not happen, right? But I was talking to someone the other day, and someone said to me, Manchester United might sell the game, and I said, No, I don't believe that. But, you know, n never disbelieve anything in football when it comes to signings and, no. uh, and stuff. But, um, you know, if, if that happened, then Peter Chetch to Manchester United... Well, Chelsea wouldn't allow it. No, I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, I think the PSG thing might have legs, mate. Listen, the, the other talk at the moment, Rob, is, is about Torres uh, possibly going to AC Milan. Uh, and, and, and Roma have also been talked about. And, you know, I, I can't see Torres going without us bringing in a replacement. And this guy, Jimmy Destry, or is it Matty Matt, uh, Destro? I, I forget. From well, like... Yeah, I mean, this is, this is this, 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 going back to what I raised, really, to be honest with you, is that, I, 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 and you know where I stand on this, Chids, I just don't understand why Chelsea think Lukaku is, uh, was surplus to requirements. Attitude, I, I, mate, attitude. Well, well, okay, attitude to whom? Well, I, don't, I just don't think that Mourinho felt he had the right attitude to succeed at Chelsea. No, okay. I think he. I think he really wound him up last summer with the great, you know, the big I am kind of stuff, and then he played. He, yeah, do you know? I tell you what, Rob, you, and I'm sure the boys would agree with me on this actually. But I think the nail, the nail in Lukaku's coffin was uh, was that awful penalty miss in the Super Cup, 
And also, yeah. in that same match, when, when, when Mourinho brought him on, he patently ignored all of Jose's instructions and played like a, you know, like a, like a, like a fish out of water, basically. Like a child. Like oh, a child, yeah. No, no, I mean, listen, you, you know, you, you've made it... You're right, probably. OK. What do you mean, right. probably? Well, no, you... you well, you, you, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Well, I, well, I, all I'm saying is, he, he's younger, he's a guy that you can contain within the squad and bring on. Um, it's, it's a really hard... Juggling at, I mean, I'll go back to the great days of West Ham before we had, um, you know, 22 man squads and we had Frank McAvenny and Tony Cotty, right? Yeah. And then but they flourished because Paul Goddard had been injured, right? Yeah. And when Paul Goddard returned to fitness, right, they couldn't at the time in those days cope with having three strikers, right? So Goddard went. And then, of course, eventually McAvenny went, and then Cotty went, and, well, West Ham ended up with bloody Ian Dowie or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I'll bring you up the West Ham thing, which I always will, obviously. Um, <laughs> sorry. Is that there is a striker available, and a bid has been put in to West Ham from Bournemouth. For Andy Carroll? No. Cut. <laughs> Cole and Cole, also known, if you're good at um, crosswords, um, Cole can't control. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to call him Bruno. I mean, well, I, 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 I get the point you're making. I get the point you're making here, Rob, because Colton Cole was a youngster at Chelsea who actually probably pound for pound made more of an impact than Romelu Lukaku when he was there. I remember seeing a couple of good goals he scored for us when he was very young, and, and then he fell by the wayside and. And whilst I put up a pretty vigorous defence of why I think Mourinho got rid of uh, Lukaku, I have to say, I think like, like most Chelsea supporters, you know, I'm very sorry to see him go because it's, it's kind of, well, what was the point? You know, we, well, bought, no, we, we bought him when he was 18 and, and then he's gone, you know. Doubled our money and he moved down. Yeah, but double your money. What's the money? I mean, the money for who? Well, for the club. I mean, for me, ultimately. You I, mean, so for the club. I mean, well, for who? How do you mean? Well, I mean, I think, I think the, I mean, one thing I think you could say about the money side, Rob, is that, you know, when we're doing the kind of business that we've done this summer, a lot of it's done, uh, you know, with with a very big thinking towards the FFP and everything that's yeah. going on there. Yeah. You know, okay. Chelsea yeah. are becoming very, very businesslike and very mindful of FFP. It being that FFP was probably brought in to sort Chelsea out. And well, actually, which is why, which is why Fabregas is one of the most. In my view, the best sign in the summer, and I said earlier on, I think he be, could be player of the season because he's an he's actually an English in very close English player on those complex. All I'm saying is this: let, let, let me to, to do a, a you know a, a crass sort of politician thing. Let me be clear here, right? Let me be clear. Are you still there? I'm still here. I'm, I'm hanging good. on your every word, Rob. You know me. No, no for Chelsea to win, you, you, I, I mentioned. For Chelsea to win the title this season, which I believe they will, I know, but they need another striker. I just think there's just yeah. short of strikers. That's a, and, and just one. Now it's a really difficult one because it's a big, huge club, right? Yeah. You, so you bring a big, you bring a big, huge striker in, 
it's difficult with the system that Chelsea are playing because he's probably not going to play all the time, right? Yeah. So what you want is a younger, burgeoning one or you want a veteran. So yeah. they brought in Drogba as a veteran and he got, you know, a ridiculous welcome. But Drogba is not going to be Drogba of 10 years no. ago as much as we all love it. I mean, he's one of my favourite players, by the way. You know, I love, I think he's a tremendous player uh, and a tremendous character and everything. So then, can you tell me, chaps, there, enlighten me too, apart from Torres, is, who else is at the club that can play up front at you the sure moment? Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he can. See, I think last season, if you'd have had Lukaku on the bench, I think you'd have won the title. Because I think that, I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, Etu scored no goals away from home last no, season. No, well, no, none of the strikers did after December or something, wasn't it? Ridiculous and that. I have to add in that, you know, the not Frank Lampard factor. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, to be honest, Rob, I, I, I completely agree with you. It, it really worries. I, I mean, you look at Man City and how many strike, quality strikers they've yeah. got, and then you look at us, and, and that is the difference between us and them, really. And, you know, it's a worrying thing. People laugh at cliches, and I've got a strong opinion about this, kids, as you know. The reason for cliches is because they actually are, you know, often quite, you know, pertinent. Goals win games. Yeah. Goals change games. Yeah. And I know it sounds a little bit plankton to talk about it, but it's absolutely a fact. You know, and that's why, you know, I just, I, I think Chelsea have got everything... Apart from one extra striker, I think they win most of their games at home this season. Mm. I just wonder whether away from home, in a big, big situation, they will have someone that can mm. steal a goal like they, like in the past they have. And that's my only concern. And I, I think they should go and buy a striker. That's I, what I, I think. I share that. I share that. And I hope that something happens this week. Well, one, one thing very quickly before we have to go, Rob, yeah. in, in about 10, 15 seconds. Obviously, yeah. Dickie Attenborough passed away this weekend. Oh. You got any thoughts on that, very briefly? A, a, a wonderful man. Um, didn't actually never met him. Um, tr tr tremendous, tremendous man. Tremendous um, supporter of Chelsea Football Club. A real, uh, yeah, Chelsea fan. Uh, not like one of these come Johnny um, come lately celeb fans. He was a proper Chelsea fan. Yeah, he was. He was an actor, and and, and he. He supported the club all the way through from the, you know, the 50s and the 60s through, you know, to, 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 to the present day. And um, a sad loss to all of us. Yeah, indeed. Thanks for that, Rob. I appreciate that. We've got to go to a break, unfortunately. But Rob, thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. See you soon. Cheers. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Hello! We have no clapping. Why not? You're all fired. Go away, go home, go to the pub, do whatever you're doing. There we go, there we go, they've woken up now. I am Stamford Chidge, this of course is the Chelsea Football Fancast, and we are in part five. And I'm afraid uh, this is going to be a little bit of a sombre part, really. I mean, picking up from uh, well, that fabulous call with Rob Shepherd, 
that we had uh, in the last part. We, we mentioned the passing of Dickie Attenborough. Uh, I should actually say, um, before we get into the, the nitty-gritty of all of this, that uh, Rob is hoping to do some, uh, some shows, possibly with me. I'll be involved in some capacity uh, on Sports Night Live. We're going to do a retro show and a betting show. And he's also going to do uh, kind of a TV version of his football grapevine, which should be very interesting. So watch out for that. Now, as we were saying, um, you know, Lord Attenborough, Dickie Attenborough, very, very sadly passed away uh, this weekend. And, of course, he's a lifelong supporter of the club. Um, but more to the point, well, well, we'll touch on a few of the great things that he, he did for Chelsea uh, later on. But Save the club. Uh, he did, he did, he did. And I've got a whole long list of things that he did. But, of course... Um, you know, you've got personally some great memories of Dickie, haven't you, Jonathan? Because well, he, he was he, a friend of your father. He was. He? he sat next to my father at, uh, in the old East Stand um, in mm. the 60s, which is before he was a director. And it was a, uh, it, was a great, it was a great showbiz environment even then. People keep saying about how the 70s... It's got was, a picture uh, there yeah. of your dad yeah, that, that with, was, in fact... Um, with, him with, in, with him there? Ten Rillington Place, yes, ten Rillington nine, Place. 1970 film. My dad was playing the... Um, Crip, uh, Christy, Crippen. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. right. He was playing the... Uh, the furniture man that he flogs all the furniture yeah. to at the end. Fabulous film, and, that. Uh, very, very creepy. But your old man's the one on the right with a very posh-looking titfer. Yes, he is indeed, yes. He's not the one on the left who's Dickie Attenborough. No, yeah. <laughs> no, that is Dickie Attenborough, <laughs> yeah, in fact. Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 but without, with, a, with a, a rather lovely bald pate wig. With a lovely bald pate. Uh, yeah. He wasn't, in fact, bald. He though. wasn't, no, that was a plastic. So that, thank there. you for putting that picture up. Um, uh, there we go. That was, that, and thank you for sending it to me. No, no, no problem at all. I think uh, I've got a couple of others, actually, if I look into my archive, but that was the one that most came to, uh, came to light. But no, they sat next to, in the old East Stand. They were, but it was, a, it was a great area of, um, of, of showbiz personalities. I and mean, John Mills, who was another... Contemporary, yeah, he was. Uh, he sat the other side. In fact, his his son when he couldn't come, his did son he, did he have did he have an ice cold pint with him at all times? Yes, he did all the time. Yes, from the film Ice Cold in Alex, ice, ice mm. cold in the East Stand. Yes, yes. That, no, that was Carlsberg. Just to, to, to digress slightly, the interesting thing about the old East Stand was the the steps were very high, um, and the reason being was when it was built, it was so that everybody could wear a hat. <laughs> So, because I actually a asked, tipfer? yeah, do they I, wear tipfers like the one your old man? When I was, they did. When I was little, I always find it really tricky getting up those old steps. And I remember saying to a to a, um, a, a steward, you know, why are the steps so difficult to get up? He said, because when it was built, mate, he said everybody had a had a, a tip for tap, mate. Yeah. Anyway, I digress hugely. But yeah, there were. It was um, it was a wonderfully. Um, it was just. It's actually that area where they sat was really. Perversely theatrical. There were lots of people shouting up. Did they do a song and dance routine at half time? Not that kind of theatrical, but there was a there was a bloke in, there was a bloke in, an American guy who kept having a go at the ball boy all the time. Get that ball in, ball boy. I said, who's that guy? He's an American director. You know, everybody was a cut. Was a, you know, <laughs> yes, cut. I don't like Referee, that. Cut cut. the goal. We don't want the goal. No, take two. Yeah. Um, and they said, John oh, Drogba, Drogba, give it some awe. <laughs> yeah. Awe. Oh. John Wayne gag. Hey, well, he, he, I mean, Dickie Attenborough took John Wayne to Stamford Bridge, apparently. Did he really? Yeah, well, and Frank right. Sinatra. Of course he did. Apparently. You know, Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Rack of Welsh, yeah. as we all know. Yeah. Rack, well, I don't know if that was... Uh, that wasn't the thing. That was Aussie. No, no, it was uh, Aussie, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, Amido Sassoon was always in the same, same area, of course. He was right. a big Chelsea fan. Yeah. He turned up there just before he died, actually. had a... The last two rides. So, I mean, what, um, before he died or before he, before before he curled? Clever, very clever. Yeah. So, you know, uh, <laughs> you actually met Dickie then? On, yeah, on, but, on many occasions, yeah. And in fact, I, I'm, I'm, um, uh, he, I know uh, his son Michael and I know their, and I know uh, his wife Karen. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're very much um, 
uh, I've been very much involved in that whole setup, but much more, much more so when I was a child because I was actually my dad took me, and I still can't work out how I managed to get a seat most of the time. So my dad only had one seat, and then when I was little, he used to take me in on his, and you just to get. I think you got in over the turnstile; he'd lift you up, so when you'd sit on his right, sit on his lap. Yeah. But um, subsequently, I remember him when he couldn't go, I used to go, and uh, and I'd be find myself sitting, but you know, next to. John Mills and Richard Attenborough, and you'd think, but I thought nothing of it. We didn't know their their status. But you, wouldn't, you, didn't, you know, you didn't. Know, yeah, you just you? thought, oh, they're mates of my dad's. Yeah, you know. Yeah, cool stuff. Well, that's yeah. a lovely touch. It's nice to get a personal uh, take mm. on it, Jonathan. Well, no, well it was. I have to say, he was always very lovely and very charming. A very charming man. And subsequently, I met him a few times. Subsequently, with his with Michael, with his son, and he was always, uh, you know, as I say, a very, a very, very. Sympathetic man. So. I mean, all, all the tributes that I've seen have uh, gone about how wonderful, what a lovely. What a lovely how he was always very is, good yeah. at making people feel yeah. um, that they had something to say for very themselves. Very kind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always gave you your moment. Chris Kringle. You know. Yeah. You know, possibly play. his greatest ever role. <laughs> I mean, no, no, seriously. I think he got more people watching that than Johnny, anything, didn't he? There are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who think that, that Dickie Atterbury was, in fact, really Chris Kringle. Goodness. They do think he's Father Christmas. Anyway, look, on a serious note, because, I mean, we should be a little bit serious, really, because uh, it, it's a very sad passing. But, I, I, you know, I have to say, and I've, I've nicked everything that I've got written on this script completely out of uh, Chelsea FC's tribute that they wrote. And I mean, I'll, have, I'll be honest, Chelsea are usually rubbish on their website when it comes to writing anything sensible, let's be honest. Apart from Rick Glanville, Giles Smith and Pat Nevin, it should be said in case you're watching. But uh, this time, they've absolutely excelled themselves. It was a wonderful, moving and more to the point, really knowledgeable tribute it to, to Dickie Attenborough. Yeah. And everything I've got from, 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 you know, on here is from that. So fair play to them for sorting this out. But I mean... What people may not know is that, that Dickie Attenborough actually fell in love with Chelsea um, when he uh, was about to star in Brighton Rock, Brighton which Rock. is a very, very famous Pinky. film, the Graham Greene novel, yada, yada, yada. But he had, he'd done on stage previously. And there we he go. decided he wanted to be fitter, obviously. But he, he, wanted, he trained with the players to he get did. fit for the role, yeah. and that's basically when he fell in love with the club. And this is in the 40s. Um, and, and, and this is a lovely, a lovely thing that, that caught my eye, that... Uh, he got married to the lovely Sh- uh, Sil- uh, was it it's, uh, Sheila, Sheila, Sheila almost Sim. a Sylvia Sim, Sim, which is a different Sheila Sim. Yes, Sheila but uh, Sheila Sim uh, he married, and at about the same time, and he insisted that she supported Chelsea uh, before he would marry her. <laughs> so I, I just love the fact that he kind of really sorted that out, and you know, okay, all right, I wanna, I'd like to marry you, but you have to be a Chelsea supporter, otherwise I'm not going to marry you. And of course, they both went, and, he, he, and it was just going. And he used to have they used to have picnics there. They used to get, get turn up really. They used to sit uh, in either the West Stand or before the West Stand was built, I think, and and would sit there eating their sandwiches, having a, you know, getting in three hours. Before. I mean, just lovely anecdotes about that in the really old West lovely. Stand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he mentioned that what he used to love about um, Stanford Bridge was the fact that it was just almost like a great big open bowl. Mm. So kind of, yeah, it would have been. It would have been. It would have been when there was an East Stand, but the old East Stand, and mm. we hadn't actually built the West Stand yet. So there we go. Anyway, so that was a lovely thing I found. Um, I think, as Jonathan alluded to, I mean, Chelsea, as we know, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's still got a, a kind of a, a hangover from the 60s, 70s side, which is a very flashy side. But actually, the, the reality is that, you know, Dickie Attenborough is, is arguably responsible for our flashy <laughs> image with all of the Hollywood glamour he brought to Play the club. Playboys of the time. King's I mean, what Road. Do you think? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But 
Chelsea, you're right, ever since that time has been the place where celebs go to watch. Well, King's Road, 60s. The playboys of the King's Road. Yeah, swinging 60s. But but actually, as I said, people tend to forget that Attenborough may well have been, you know, fundamentally responsible for bringing that kind of glamour image in. Because he used to bring his, as you were saying, you know, John Wayne, Frank Sinatra, John Mills, you know, Rodney Bewes. Well, maybe not. Well... Wasn't he a Liverpool fan? No, Rodney Bewes no, is no, a Chelsea, Chelsea fan. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rodney yeah. is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've had so... I mean, actually, it's interesting, because when I've done research for programmes and you're on the hunt for, like, celebrity fans to go and stick a mic in front of for your stupid talk show programme, you know, all that rubbish, uh, and, and, and there are websites dedicated to, to explaining how many celebrities and who they are for each, each club, and Chelsea nearly always has four times as many than any mm. other club. I mean, it's just hilarious, Liz, endless... And it goes back... And back and back. Weren't there some people who only turned up and watched the game, watched the team? Well, once, there is so some, there is some conjecture debate. about that. Like, like, um, um, oh, what's his name? I've got to have a complete. Uh, the American president, whose daughter is Chelsea Clinton, Bill Clinton. Clinton. Apparently, he's a Chelsea supporter. Yeah, yeah. Charlize Theron was another. Well, one. and yeah, I think, I think, yeah, well, I think that's based entirely on the fact that he called his daughter course, Chelsea. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's. It's like I didn't inhale. I didn't go to Stamford Bridge either. <laughs> you know, maybe. Uh, and the other one we can't say on. No, indeed. Pre watership, no. <laughs> but uh, Monica Lewinsky. It's like you, inhaling. For those of you wondering, it's about Monica Lewinsky. Anyway, um, so there's the whole glamour thing. I mean, and Jonathan said. I mean, he, he joined the board when. Sixty uh, nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, but he served until nineteen eighty two. So that's a you know that's a that's a long old time to have been on the board, and probably through arguably I think one of our most tempestuous times. And he didn't sell his shares, so he actually saved the club. Well, that's I think you know for me this is the big the biggest thing. I mean, I mean you know people out there might think well why are you why are you talking about this funny old bloke who looked like Father Christmas as though he's like one of the most important people in Chelsea ever, but actually. If you think about it, this this could be the reason why, Jonathan. Yes. Yeah, I think. Well, if he's if he's uh, um, he held out against Cabra Cabra Estates, didn't he? Mm. The, so well, what actually what actually happened? What, what actually happened? I mean, he was a, a board director at the time. Yeah, and they were all selling all their shares. All the other directors. Yeah, um, and uh, and the Mears family. The I Mears think family. They, yeah. they, they decided that that was the end of that. They were going to sell the club, and the club was was rumoured to be moving in with Queens Park Rangers. Oh yeah, Fulham Park Rangers. Yeah, all that malarkey. Yeah. 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 And yeah. uh, and and he refused to sell his shares. So he he stood firm. He stood firm. Mm. Firm even. Yeah. What did you say? Well, firm. First. First. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. No, no. I have, I have strange people talking in my head, <laughs> and it, sometimes it affects me. It's like cerebral palsy. A whack, you know. Obviously, a very clever man. Don't forget, he, he actually pro- produced, um, directed rather, uh, Gandhi the film, didn't he? He yeah, did. Yeah. A massive film. I mean. Oh, I mean, three hundred thousand extras he had to deal with, yeah. possibly the most, including extras. elephants. In, in, well, um, yeah, but you say that that job is not as hard as what I have to do with you lot. You know, give me three and a half thousand extras, including elephants. You'd any find day that easy. No, not three and a half thousand. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. No problem. Yeah. A half a million. It's I don't the care. biggest number easier, of extras easier than ever. You three. Ever. So what? It's still easier than dealing with you, th- you lot. Every well, and week. it took him 20 years to get the money for that film. Did it really? Mm. But I mean, no, he was a super director, and I, th- I think you're right. I think that's very, very underestimated. But uh, I'm personally more interested in the fact that um, he did stand firm, to correct my uh, previous error, and was the only uh, board director who didn't sell his shares to Cabaret Estates, which effectively meant, meant that Ken Bates could come in and seize control and prevent the property developers from... Uh, from, from developing on the ground. And I mean, obviously, after that, we had the CPO create, being found. That, so where did Marler Estates come in then? Oh, did I they buy it from Cabra? I don't know. I it's think very it, it did change hands yeah. at one stage. And then they were hugely affected by the recession. Yes. And that was when um, Bates took huge advantage of it. 
Um, the other things that he did, which, you know, I mean, this is the other lovely thing I've been reading about him. I mean, when, when you know, when, when, and I, this, this to me always shows the mark of a man. I mean, he clearly loved Chelsea, but he was quite important in his own, own career. And he gets made a board director. And, of course, that's usually an excuse for people to abuse their power when they get into a position of power. But not Dickie Attenborough. He, he you, you know, when, when he had that power on the board, he made sure... Or actually no, because Bates made him uh, life vice president in recognition as a for reward, not, yeah, absolutely for not selling his shares, and he used that influence really, really well. I mean, he recommended design changes when we built the new stadium. And the badge, now, of course. Well, hang on, I'm getting to that. But he, yeah. he he recommended design changes for the disabled supporters, which is just his, tremendous. That was his big thing, wasn't it? it? Was massively yeah, big. big and you're right, actually. I mean, I remember when I first met, um, you know, he who must not be named, uh, the well-known editor of the CFC UK fanzine, and of course they were. I mean, campaigning for years to, to reinstate the old badge from the, from the late 60s mm. and early 70s before the horrible Millwall Lion turned up. <laughs> um, you know, they were well behind that. But what, I had no idea that he was a massive supporter of getting, getting the old badge and actually helped hugely to get the old badge back. Yeah. Uh, yeah I had no I idea, know you know, which is brilliant. He did that in 2005. And another couple of things... Um, and this is quite pertinent uh, to what you were saying, but he, 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 he actually launched the charity Help a London Child. Did he? One of the official, well, there you go, he's one of the official yeah. Chelsea charities. So, you know. well, it was, I mean, being a vice president of Chelsea Football Club is quite an exalted position. Not in those days. But not, but not that many people have been vice presidents. No. Who well, Sheikh Mohammed was one, wasn't he? Until, was, until he lost, until he went, until he went to the other, that other club in North London. Oh, was this, did he? Yeah, Emirates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Cool. Um, very, very quickly, because uh, we've ignored you for far too long, Benches. Yeah. Um, it'd be lovely to hear what you think about uh, what's happened to, to Dickie Attenborough and, and if you have any memories of him. I don't have any personal memories. But I thought you knew him very well, Theresa. No, no, unfortunately, I never had the, the fortune to meet him. But never had I the think, pleasure. Um, after Lawrence Olivier, he is arguably the most influential actor, director that the country produced during the 20th century. He's a great man because I saw him go to the uh, back end of last season to a game and he was polite, courteous, remembered everybody, just thought what an absolute you know, gem of a man. It's, a, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, you know, I was just reading out a few things that he'd done. I had no idea about what, what he'd done, but it's quite remarkable when you, when you hear those kind of things, isn't it, guys? Yeah. What, you haven't mentioned the um, East End being renamed possibly well I'm getting on to that Gary I mean I know I mean honestly you're all trying to do my job tonight you lot <laughs> patience all things will come to he who waits um, before we get on to that actually I mean I think it's uh, it's absolutely abundantly clear from all the tributes that have come in of what a, what a real gent uh, he was very kind and warm as you said but also I mean a proper supporter I mean it, this this wasn't a guy who just you know was he a plastic to, he fan. came to as many games as he yeah. could but through thick and thick, yeah. and th- sorry, mm. through, through thin and thin, I should say, you know, from the 40s onwards, and stuck around in the 70s when many people would have done a bunk. Well, he was there when we were poo. He was definitely there when we were not very good, Martin. Mm. Um, uh, Gaffer obviously, uh, you know, teed this up beautifully, but um, there was quite a reaction on Twitter, I think, afterwards. Um, and I've got to be honest and say I'm, I'm, I'm right royally in favour of this, but a lot of people are keen to see the East Stand... Uh, named after him. Mm. I, I don't know what you guys think about it's that. It's got a ring to it, the Attenborough Stand, doesn't it? Why mm. not the West Stand? Mm. That's already called the West Stand. You can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't take that away from it. Called the East you can't stand. rename the West Stand to the West Stand. Any more than playing one goalkeeper? <laughs> I mean, it's. A... <laughs> 
put them. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But yeah, why not the West Ham being called? <laughs> Martin's off. Martin's doing a Ross. Martin is doing a Ross. This is the first time this has happened in six years. Why not call the East End the West End? <laughs> well, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> round, round to do that. No, in all seriousness, I mean, the Lord, here's, here's the thing. The Lord Attenborough Stand, the, the Dickie Attenborough Stand, the, the Lord Dickie Stand. Just the, the Attenborough Stand. Attenborough. But it should be the, I think it should be the West Stand. I think the East Stand... No, I think it should be East Ham because that's where all you prawn sandwich eat. Sorry, that's where all you pink posh thespian <laughs> so types eat. So you're equating him with a, with a, a, a prawn sandwich No, that's where all you Hollywood type. glamour type people, actor type people all sit, there's, isn't it? There's, there's no, there are no actors in uh, where I sit at all in the East. Well, I mean, I could have told you that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Boom! That was just gratuitously horrid. It was. <laughs> Malicious, <laughs> even. Yeah. But there you go. I thought, I, I mean, you know, in all seriousness, I, I, you, you seem to be brought in favour of, of, let's just say, for sake of argument, the East Stand being named after him in some A way. A Stand should be named after him. Yeah. Pablo? I think, I mean, I think I see the argument from both sides. It would be nice, but there are also a lot of other worthy candidates of stand naming that like well, um, I, here's like the thing um, right you know i've had i'll tell you what i've had a lot of today i've had a lot of oh no 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 because we've got uh, we've got to name all the stands after john terry and didier drogba and, 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 and lampard and i said well hang on a minute no 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 players get statues players get statues but there's a precedent already here. Matty Harding. Or parts yeah. of Matty players. Harding stand. Yeah. A supporter. For want of a, yeah, but why not rename that the North Stand? And a, and a massive benefit. Why not rename that the North Stand? Everyone know where we were. No, that's the shed, though. The South what? Stand. Sorry, that's the South. Sorry, I'm not, yeah. I've got confused. Yeah. Serious yeah. point. Don't be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> Would the older people on the sofa be quiet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we'll turn your ear, uh, you know, devices off. We haven't um, got any. But yeah, we you know, just just shut up. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is, is that you know there is a precedent. Matty Harding stand for a, a big supporter and benefactor. I don't know if he was a president, but president. Oh, not sorry. President. Uh, Anyway, Matthew Harding. <laughs> Just shut up, Martin. <laughs> Just hit him. You have my permission to thump him every time he gets out of control. Anyway, look, yeah, Matthew Harding is a precedent with yeah. a stand there, so I think I think it's perfectly yeah, acceptable. Yeah, no, I think that's, the, that's uh, a reasonable point. I mean, I think I'd probably look at it from. The other perspective of it should just be people who have been great icons for the club in whatever form. Whether Statues player to players. Or, or even areas of stands, like Aussies. Well, I, like I mean, then we Spackman's get into a... Di- like yeah, but that, that, I think, is Patrick. ridiculous. When you can have a, a, a Nigel Spackman entrance or whatever it is. I We've mean, got that already, haven't we? Stupid. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody takes any notice of that, mm. nor should I they. I do. He was a great player. Yeah, I love Spackers, but, I, I mean, him. who cares? What's important is if, if a whole stand is named after somebody, that is, a, 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 for me, a mark of their importance. Yeah. Where, where do you stand on this bench? Is you kind of in favour of the Attenborough stand? Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah? Definitely. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, he look. was a president, after all. Indeed. Now, um, there is a, there, I mean, there is actually, I, I don't have a graphic for you on petition, this. I'm, I'm sorry, there? but um, if you're keen to sign this petition, you're just going to have to use your noodle and either watch what's going on on Twitter. Most Chelsea supporters are, are tweeting it out. But you can find it at www.ipetitions.com. And I, I suspect if you just search in there for East Stand in memory of Lord Attenborough, you will probably find it. But, um, you know, I think uh, I, I personally am in favour of having the East Stand, particularly the East Stand, uh, uh, named after. Another thing, Jonathan, about why the East Stand would be appropriate, it's the only stand that exists from the time that, that Dickie Attenborough was yes. uh, on the board and involved with the club. 
it's the only bit of the whole the whole stadium that remains. So for me, it would be fitting if it was the East Stand. Yes, but it's the for me that the very fact that it's the was all the East Stand was always the East Stand from the inception of the club. It is, do you know what though? You know, do you know what the reality of this is? Yeah. You know, there are still people who call the Matthew Harding end the North Stand. No, the North Stand was the stand that was rickety yeah. and above. That's right. But there are be, still they people. shouldn't be calling that. Well, whatever. But I'm saying that you can call but, things whatever you want. Know. And people will always revert Otherwise, back to the East they Stand has always been the East Stand since 1905, when since it was built. Actually, I don't know if it was built in 1905, but it's since the beginning. Whereas to me, the West Stand, which thankfully, is, should be. Thankfully, we're going to a break in a yes, minute. But before I, we do, the, for but before, no, you can't. The East no, you can't. You can only shut one. up now. Thank you. Let's grade two before listed. Before we do, I'll just Which talk one? over you. East. East right, Litty, hmm. I'll, I'll chuck the script at you, and it'll, you'll hopefully blood will be drawn. Um, right, final word on this. Uh, Dickie Attenborough, we absolutely salute you. Uh, keep the blue flag flying high and stay carefree wherever you may be. And I think a round of applause for Dickie Attenborough. Thank you, Dickie Attenborough. Yeah. Minutes Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Football Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Football Fancast, and we are almost at the end of the show. Last part. Uh, some of you will say, thank God, why did it go on so long? Uh, but that would just be my mother. Uh, now, I have uh, a little bit of Chelsea Chadder's stats for you tonight. You can, if it did, Jonathan, but before you do, I'm going to tell the people out there that we've got a bit of... Can you tell those horrible Arsenal fans to get out of my gallery or I will come and sort them out with hammers and, and ratchets and God knows what else? I, 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 will, I will be very cross. Get them out of that gallery now. Hatchets and hammers. Thank you. Right. Having knives and spanners. Uh, Jonathan, you do your oh, Chelsea yeah, Cheddar stats. Chelsea named an unchanged starting eleven for the first time since December 2012. Number mm. two. The Blues have kept 11 clean sheets in their last 13 games at Stamford Bridge. Ooh. Chelsea have now beaten Leicester. 50 times in all competitions. Half century. Oscar has made 50 Premier League starts for the Blues. And now, the stat of the week. God, there's not many stats this week. No, there are very few. Oh, hang on. Clapping, they're clapping for stats. Stat of the week. Diego Costa is the 18th player to score in both of his first two games for Chelsea. Okay, a prize for anybody who knows any of the others. <laughs> first two league games, is it? Yeah, I have no idea. That's first two I have no mm. idea. Kerry, uh, none at all. Who was the last? But James anyway, chuck it here, old son. That's brilliant. Thank Chadder. Mm. Chadder, Bobby, Bobby thank Bobby you Turnley. so much for those stats. Bobby Greaves. I love it. I love it. Now, um, just just so that you know, um, we can have you can have more Chelsea stats and history by going to there. You go. It's on the screen now. www.chelseachadder.com and of course, follow the lovely man at Chelsea Chadder on Twitter. He is lovely, lovely, lovely. Now it is time for a bit of uh, Chelsea fancast news. So pin your lug holes back and listen up. Right uh, now, actually, very—you'll love this first bit of news. Um, 
following on from our little tribute to uh, Dickie Attenborough, uh, I found out, thank, uh, I think it was uh, CFC Kath who, who put a tweet out about this, but Mick Greenaway died uh, 15 years ago last mm. Friday. I cannot believe it's uh, whizzed by that quickly. Now, zigga, zagga, zigga, zagga. Exactly. Thank you, Kath, for reminding everybody on Twitter. Now, for those of you who don't know who he was, well, he was the bloke responsible for the Zigga Zagga chant in the old shed years ago. And I think I'm safe to say, arguably the creator of the Celery Song. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it's yeah, safe to say that he was. Now, there we go. Uh, RIP, rest in peace, Mick, and keep the blue flag flying high and stay carefree. So I'm glad we remembered that. Now, this uh, is a very worthwhile thing. Next up on the news, uh, West London United. No, it's not a franchise club formed from the Fulham and QPR and Brentford Massive. No, it's our good mate Martin Wickham who is planning on the 6th of September to walk to all four football grounds in West London. Uh, so that would be Griffin Park, Craven Cottage, Stamford Bridge and Loftus Road. The finishing point will be Wembley Stadium. Now, the total distance covered will be mm-hmm. approximately 15 miles, and the reason that he's doing this is to raise money for PKD Charity UK, uh, and it's to commemorate a friend of theirs called Tom Scanlon, who passed away at the age of 26 uh, last March. There we go. It's PKD Charity. Now, polycystic kidney disease is a genetic disease that affects about 70,000 adults and children in the UK and 12 million worldwide. Uh, and it was a contributing factor to Tom's sudden and untimely death. Now, Tom didn't know that he had PKD and uh, screening of family members in the aftermath of his passing has revealed that his, his young son also carries the condition, which is very sad. So well done, Martin. And anybody who knows Martin will be relieved for his health that it's not a run. That's all I'm saying. Actually, he, he said that. He said that he wished he'd found out the ice bucket challenge before, before you know, they did. But, but well done, Martin, for doing this. Now, um, you can donate uh, to this uh, through the website, which is uh, www.justgiving.com uh, forward slash WLU. And, of course, you can text WLU W992 70070. Now, don't panic if you haven't been able to write that down. I forgot to get the graphic done because I'm a naughty boy. But what I can tell you is that I've got all of this up on a blog on the ChelseaFanCast.com website. Uh, Just go on to latest news and look for West London United and you can find all the information there and the links to where to donate. But Martin is a a great, great friend of ours on the show and I love him to pieces. Uh, He was there on on Saturday in the the Fimber Arms and uh, the Hand and Flower. Uh, and, and, it, and it means a great deal to him. So if you can dip your hand in your pocket, no matter how much you donate, small or large, doesn't matter, just help him out. He's a decent bloke and he deserves it. Now, uh, third news item is, uh, well, I think this, this fits in really beautifully with what we were saying about Dickie Attenborough. You know, we were going on about Help a London Child. Well, um, Joe, uh, no lesser man than Joe Tweeds and his very, very fabulously wonderful uh, Plains of Almeria season preview uh, we got there. We go. There's a lovely little uh, screen grab of the cover. Now, this I tell you, this is the without doubt the best uh, piece of work done on on the season preview out he's, there. He's a terrific writer. Well, I mean, it's just the, it's just the group of people he's he's assembled out there, uh, Johnny. Well, I mean, even even his own stuff is really. No, good. no, he writes very well. But yeah. you know, as I said, it's just it's just brilliantly put together. It, it's it's full of. Really insightful stuff about tactics and the youth development, FFP, player profiles, uh, profiles of the opposition that we've got, tactics, you name it, all in one half. And then in the second half, it's got some really good kind of big editorial pieces where people like Walter Rotten. I mean, Walter's done a, 
a guide to away games. I mean, uh, it was so funny. I, I was laughing out loud, literally reading it. Uh, sausage rolls. Tim Rolls has done one on on uh, on, when, on on basic times when we were rubbish. Clayton Beerman's done one, like a lifetime supporting Chelsea. Tritz has done a um, a tribute to Frank Lampard. So I mean, it, it really is absolutely. This it's a superb piece of work. Basically, you can download it for free. But what Joe is encouraging you to do. Uh, is to there's uh, there it is on the on the screen now. It's filesnack.com, blah 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 blah. But I, again, there is a, a blog on our website, chelseafancast.com. Uh, it's called Plains of Almeria Season Preview. Go there for all the information on how to download it. But more importantly, you will also have the information there about how to donate. Because what we would like you to do is just to spend a little little bit of money on on donating for it. A lot of work went into it. It's well worth it. And here comes the link. Uh, all the money that we raise goes to Help a London Child, which was Dickie Atkins' charity. So there you go. Now, a bit more news. We've got. I saw these wonderfully loving, uh, lo- lovely people. I'm sure they're loving too, actually. But anyway, lovely people in the pub on Saturday. One of them is Dan, immigrant hero. You know Dan? Yeah. Anyway, it's Dan's birthday. I think it's today, Dan, isn't it? Um, if it's today, Dan, then we would like to officially welcome, uh, uh, give you a big round of applause and happy birthday, Dan. <laughs> Happy birthday. Keep it real, my son. It was great to see him in the pub on Saturday. Now, uh, we've also, uh, I'm delighted to say, one of our great, great, great friends on the show, Steve Burns, uh, a.k.a. Mm. Buncey. It is his birthday today. I, I, you know, being a polite sort of chap, I don't really want to say how old he is. But uh, if you know about Heinz uh, variety, then that will give you a clue. Uh, 114. That's right. He's 57 today, Jonathan. Uh, but anyway, Buncey is brilliant. Uh, he's my favourite tube driver, or one of them. Just um, a year younger than me, then. He is only a year younger than you. It's his birthday today. Now, he's got a really bad hip at the moment. I mean, he was hobbling along on Saturday with a walking stick. Have it off, old boy. He's not in good shape. And I did kind of really helpfully point out the next time I see him, I want to see a parrot on his shoulder. Uh, pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. No, I've been there, done that. Pieces done of celery. Pieces of celery. It's in there. So there we go. But I'd like to say happy birthday. Birthday to Buncey, our favourite, favourite uh, chief driver, and one, of, one of the greatest fans of this show. Buncey, happy birthday! Happy birthday, Steve! What line is he on? Uh, he's driving just the Piccadilly, I believe. Central. Central, Central is it? Central. Yeah. Okay. He must be driving me regularly then. Indeed. Now, uh, last bit of news this week. Uh, the latest and uh, first, in fact, CFC UK fanzine of the season. This very thing here. There you go. Oh, they've got a picture of it. And there we go. There's, there's the real thing. There you go. It's beautiful. Next to my beautiful face. There we go. Ooh. There's the photograph. And there's the real thing. It's beautiful. It's almost the same. Anyway, it's a good one this month. I've read some articles in there. They're really good. Some of the old regulars. Tim Waltz. Uh, Kelvin Barker's back. Mark, uh, Mark Worrell. My good self. And a few other good ones too. I've seen some new writers in there. It's great stuff. Get a copy at the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube Station at home matches. Or from he who must not be named at away matches. Or of course you can subscribe to get a digital copy online. How much online. is it, only a pound. Um, Hurry up. Yeah. Uh, but you can get it from cfcuk.net if you want to get it digitally. Uh, that's chelseafancast.com. But I'm assuring you, cfcuk.net is where you get it from. Now, we've got to go. Uh, we will be back next week, I believe. There you go, cfcuk.net. We will be back next week to report back on the away game at Everton, our first proper test, I believe. And a reunion with a certain Romelu Lukaku Beckons. And Samueletto. And Samueletto. Yeah, I heard, I heard on the grapevine today. Heard on the grapevine today that, that we will be possibly meeting Samueletto too, so that would be quite funny. Now, you can email the show during the week. Very easy to do. ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com uh, if you want to you know, send me some abuse or some helpful suggestions. 
But anyway, you can tweet us at Chelsea Fancast as well. Very, very simple. Now, uh, brilliant having you guys here as always. We've got very, we're running out of time. So we've got to go. Nice to see you, Martin. Good night. Lovely to see you, Pablo. Yeah, good stuff. Lovely to see you, Johnny Joy Kidd. as always. Thank you for your dicky out of memories. Lovely to see you, Benches. Lovely to see you. And lovely to see all of you lovely people out there. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.